Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! Listening to the Robin Slim Show with Rob. Honey, I touched the kids. Slim. I'm a dirty kid touching. Internet Radio's finest.
driving hybrids, knitting belts and shoes. Groom your mustache, you fags. Come around me and I'll beat your ass. Some Apple users eat sushi with soy milk and those are the facts. Steve would have wanted it. You're my boy, Blue! This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get laid! Meat like you dark meat! You do, you do. It's the best kind of meat. Oh, that's how it reminded me of Ozark. There's uh, like a hillbilly uncle, and uh, the, one of the feds is uh, is a gay guy, and like that's the thing. Like uh, he hi- he he wants to like get the one guy, so he's this guy's connected the, the, okay. the hillbilly guy. So he's like trying to create a friendship with him, and like takes he hires him to take him out fishing, and then at the end of the day he tells him he's gay, and the hillbilly's all fucking like freaked out. He's like, <laughs> Uh, and, and so, like, he won't take him out again fishing or something. But then, like, he does because he wants the money. Right. And then the Fed kisses him at the end of the day. He's like, I'm not a fag. And then, like, later in the episode, he, like, comes to the FBI agent's um, hotel room. And he's like, I ain't no fag. And he punches the guy. And then they start making out and fucking. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, 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 That's amazing. It's, that show's amazing. Ozark, the guy that followed me... Uh, Kevin L. Johnson plays Sam. He's a realtor on the show. Okay. And I was uh, talking about booking an interview with him. Uh, we're going to try to work that out. But uh, So I decided to check it out. I binged the whole first season. Jason Bateman is all you got to fucking know. He's the best. He He's plays like the main guy in that. He right? directs, He's... he produces, and plays the main. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Main character. Dude. It's bonkers. It's fucking bonkers. It's like one thing after another. And you can't just watch like one or two episodes. You got to watch like three or four. Because you always want more at the end. He works. He's like a financial advisor and like, uh, works with this other dude. And then one of the clients is like this Colombian guy who's like really a drug dealer. And I think uh, they're just laundering the money for him. But then like five million go missing, and so he kills uh, all of them. He's going to kill Bateman, and then Bateman convinces him because the other guy was like, "This Ozark place is like a paradise or something. Like it's uh, a okay. great resort town. We could scam all these people." And so Bateman had the the thing in his pocket still, the the, the paper from it and he's like look this place he's like i can i can get your money back in like uh, a month or something so that's what he does he goes there and like swindles all these places places to hire him as a financial advisor and he ends up owning like a strip club and like uh well at first it's like a lodge but then he ends up like owning a strip club that's amazing like how he gets that fucking place and uh a funeral home by the end of the, by the end of the first season at least that's all awesome. it's great and then uh Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, the the hillbilly's like niece is her character is amazing. Ruth, she's fucking awesome. But, so is it like violent? Is there a lot of like people dying in it or 
Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, because I, I watched like the first two episodes. And you're always and that's like, what I how do. is he getting out of this shit? And oh, okay. Then he gets yeah. into other shit. It's like it just never fucking that's awesome. stops. It never stops. It's really yeah. Good. I'll definitely have to sit down because I think yeah. I'm, I'm kind of bored with Sopranos. I got to like the fifth season oh, and I I'm just never. Like, oh, Even when I people are loving it, all my buddies and shit, they do. I'm just like, this is boring. Like I was always bored with that show. I really enjoyed like the first three seasons, but then after that, it just yeah. like it does get really, really boring. That's and I'm just all like, I ah, felt it's not it. going Way anywhere. Way too much fucking dialogue. Dialogue, yeah. And like, if I want to just hear Guinea's talk, I'll go to my. A family reunion, or <laughs> Easter, or Christmas, like yeah, it's, it's cool. Or just a pizza it's restaurant, cool. it's fun. right? It's fun, but yeah, I don't think I could watch eight, nine seasons of it. Ugh, fuck. Ozark, that sounds awesome. Yeah, mm. I'll, have to, I'll just sit down and watch it. It's amazing. It. It's like my new favorite thing. Walking Dead was pretty cool, and uh, but I was like fucking pissed because uh, they were uh, all year, of course, uh, whatever for this. They're saying Rick Grimes is the last season, and they cut the season in half. They'll do like five episodes, and then a few months later. Do like five more. They cut the season in half. They've That's what they've always done. done that. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then just at the last episode, it's like two more episodes of Rick Grimes. Like, wait, that's so he's doing half a season. Like, oh, wow. He's doing like he's not doing a whole season. Like, so why'd they tease it like that? I don't know. I don't know. Huh? It's fucking shitty. Like they teased it that he was going to do the whole season. Like they and now the last they're, season. He's only and doing... They just always, like I said, break the season up like that. But I guess this is, I have no idea. No idea. Huh. <laughs> I have no idea why. I'm curious. Like, do you think they're going to kill him off? Or do you, I, I guess they would to. have to, right? They couldn't just be I hope like. it's like Maggie or fucking Daryl. Cause he's been fucking weird. Like, yeah, they, even could be even Carol, but, uh, but everyone's like, and it would be like, that would be really hard to continue the series after that. Like with that, if that had gone on, I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. That's the only people like I would want to see take him out. I could see Maggie because uh, I know she almost like she was really yeah, pissed off that's how it's in the been. comic because he left Negan alive and mm-hmm. she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're keeping that's this monster what I alive?" See happen, like, but then I don't know. It could just be a fucking. He could just. He fall. just gets. He could. Bit. Like, yeah. Could. That's like I don't uh, think they'd do that to him, but it would still be. It would, still be, it would make me laugh. Uh, and then there was like one other possibility I thought could be. I don't even remember right now, but yeah, no. That is like, a, a cop or the saviors. I'm thinking maybe he just gets like shot by one of them yeah. or something because. But now in the in the show they're all leaving for some other place. I don't know. I don't know. A lesbian fish camp. Those girls. Lesbian fi- okay, right. There's no. Lesbian that's the fish ocean camp. side. Yeah. Right? yeah. Lesbian fish camp. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're fucking. They, so it was like, great. I don't know. Uh, it was in the comic, but um, I don't know. Like the one savior like died, and everyone's freaking out, blaming everybody else. But then at the end, uh, Daryl and uh, fucking Maggie find out it's it's the chick from Lesbian Fish Camp, and uh. She, oh, that she she's killed this got guy. It. She, she killed the other one. And she's getting ready to kill the, an, another savior. And they're like there to, you know, they ask her why. And the girl says, I forget the girl's name. I don't know. The girl that's like in charge. After the grandmother dies from yeah, I don't, lesbian I don't know. fish they... camp. But um, she's got this other bitch on her knees and like gun or like a crossbow to the head. And uh, what was it? Uh, he, she had killed. She the, the saviors had killed her brother. Like they had killed all the men. From there, from Oceanside. Right, so that's so, why. Yeah, she's got she's doing and and it's the best thing because Maggie and Glenn, uh, Maggie and Daryl just turn their backs and like let it, just let it happen. Like, oh, that's and awesome. that, well, the other thing was yeah. too, like she's like, I got the idea. Like I thought, you know, we had to all like fucking live in whatever, you know, live in Rick's fucking fantasy hmm. of uh, peace. But then I saw you killed uh, Jeffrey, 
as who, who killed Jeffrey? Uh, Maggie. Maggie. Oh. Yeah. So she's like now. Nah. So she's like, well, now I'm gonna attack my. At revenge. that point, is Maggie and and Daryl just turn around and like let it go down. So yeah, that, then cool. that would it almost sounds like they are leading to like Maggie That's killing Rick or. What I'm saying, and through. same thing too, because like his whole thing is like every life's precious, and then yeah. at one point when when him and Carol are out like investigating as well, uh, they f- some saviors attack them, and like one of them almost kills Carol. And she gets away or whatever, and I, I think Rick shoots him and is like, well, come back, we'll heal you. And he's like, why wouldn't you just kill me? And, and Carol just says sarcastically, because every life's precious. So like, I think it's going to be one of those three or all of them together. Like, I want to see them, like, fucking kill him. Like, because he's just so, like, yeah, like, delusional with this shit. In, in the comic, he does a lot of, like, hypocritical things because he says that. And then I think he kills, like, three or four other people, like, while he's like, oh, yeah, I don't kill. I don't kill, but just murders people. <laughs> yeah. It was an act. They attacked me. What was I'm kind of sick of the guy, too. I kind of just want to see him gone at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That would be cool. That'd be interesting to see them take the series in a, a different direction. Yeah, yeah. That would make me kind of want to, like, start watching it, even though that, like, is different from the comic, but I like that, like, getting rid of the main man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It is fucking cool. I, I watched uh, season three of Daredevil, which was phenomenal. Oh, fucking yeah, a blind amazing. Guy. A, a, a so blind guy fun. that can kind of see, like, he's he has so super he's like, reflexes. Uh, no, he's like and, uh, the, the preacher on fucking Walking Dead. I guess I don't know, the, the preacher on Walking Dead is blind. Yeah, and he could kind of see. Yeah, exactly. So I could That's just Daredevil. Watch Walking Dead <laughs> and not waste my time on some blind guy in tights. It's not even about uh-huh. Daredevil though. Like season three was so great because they bring What's back his the um, a walking stick. Uh, no, he actually he actually is, uh, billy clubs he uses. But in this season, he doesn't have any of his weapons. He just uses his so stick. short walking sticks. Yes, <laughs> short. His actual host walking stick turns into two billy clubs. Why does he have nunchucks? Um, because that's he's above like that he's daredevil yeah, no, he's but not. but like season three is so he's great blind. not even because of him but because of like kingpin and that's uh the guy that played uh a private pile no that plays was a the movie kingpin. With, uh, what's um i don't yeah. remember i know it was, it was like a an movie. amish guy but like the kingpin bill murray. is just that was a great movie it's bill murray is Bill Murray. Uh, the Kingpin is amazingly brutal, and they does he introduce... have, like, a pin? Like, a bowling pin in his head? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. He has a bowling <laughs> pin. <laughs> and then they introduce Bullseye, who has a... a, right. a, a, a um, yeah. He just... He yells Bullseye every time just he, he hits you. something. But um, but the, the character uh, Bullseye that they introduce and the guy they got for him is just fucking amazing and just brutal and psychotic. It's just... Yeah. It, it was really good. And what was cool about it is, like, there's one fight scene because Daredevil's good at, like, close combat and Bullseye is good at, like, long range. And there's the first time they fight, Bullseye distances himself and is just fucking throwing everything at him. He picks up, like, a computer monitor, throws a computer monitor at him, a baseball, just whatever he can find and just wrecks him. It's amazing. But it's... Anybody who likes comic book superheroes, even if you haven't watched any of the Marvel uh, series, I would recommend season three of daredevil i would even say fucking skip the other seasons and watch that it was that good nice uh, nice i got the uh new rider reacts I'll play that it's gonna be a twitter poll too all right it's gonna be it's gonna have a twitter poll going with it that's what i'm trying to get everything ready for it's a fucking good and it's really good all right cool i got it got it it is uh rider reacts urban, direction. <laughs> urban directionary urban right. dictionary Now it's time for Writer Reacts to Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah. 
Hey there! This is Night Flirt's one and only Ryder doll. And I'm here to give you my reaction to an UrbanDictionary.com word. So here we go. Tonight's word is the SpongeBob. Oh no. <laughs> the SpongeBob, beginning with the article T H E, is spelled. S-P-O-N-G-E-B-O-B. The SpongeBob. For tonight's Rider Reacts, I'm going to give you three different definitions for the word the SpongeBob. <laughs> and for each, there will be a corresponding example of it used in a sentence or a scenario. I can't even imagine what this the is. The first definition of the SpongeBob is when you nut in a girl's panties and put them on her head. <laughs> the sentence for this definition Why is, is that so funny? <laughs> she was a skank, so I gave her the SpongeBob. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Our second definition <laughs> is when you shove a pineapple up your partner's ass. The scenario <laughs> for this definition is person number 1. This pineapple has been sitting out in the sun for a while. You think I should chuck it in the bin? Person number two. No. Haven't you heard the SpongeBob is trending? Person number one. Well, what the hell is that? Person number two. Bend over and you'll find out. <laughs> That's a good sentence. I don't like oh, that definition as much as the first Third one. But... Definition is Third. when having sexual intercourse, before you ejaculate, you pull out and ejaculate onto a sponge. <laughs> and you squeeze the sponge out over oh the woman's God. head. The sentence for this third definition is, while doing the SpongeBob, you want to come into a sponge, squeeze it out onto... <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> while doing the SpongeBob, you want to come into a sponge, squeeze it out onto the girl's head, and then scream, orders up. I think that's from Krabby Patty. Oh, that's what he okay, says yeah. when, when he puts the Krabby Patties up on the counter. So obviously, <sighs> <That's amazing. laughs> the SpongeBob comes from um, SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> which is or was a Nickelodeon cartoon for children, <laughs> and like obviously it's about SpongeBob SquarePants, who a cummy sponge. is his little sponge who <laughs> <laughs> wears pants. And it's about his adventures in the bottom of the ocean with his best friend Patrick and all of these shenanigans that they get themselves into. Um, I personally really dislike. I've always kind of disliked this show. It's pretty But that's yeah, neither really here nor there because I love it so much. We're out of the oh, I'm a kid watching SpongeBob SquarePants phase <laughs> and we're into the now people have used SpongeBob as inspiration for their crazy sex capades. <laughs> so I'm going to talk a little bit just about each of these. Somebody just three goes, "I want to turn SpongeBob SquarePants into a sex we thing." We could decide oh, these, that these SpongeBob. So many different variations. Actually, means. so many people trying to get down. And while I'm doing SpongeBob. that, Rob, your trusted host with the most, <laughs> is going to be putting up a Twitter poll and it's up to you, the listener, to vote on definitively what the real, true 
definition of the SpongeBob should be. <laughs> so that first definition, it's so disgusting. First of all, these are all stupid and disgusting. Let me just get that out of the way. They the first so one, super pulls a fucking sponge out. Surprise, surprise. She goes into it. Like, I was thinking the same thing. You nut in a girl's panties oh, and put them on her head. It's just... It's just rude. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> but, but the sponge, that's different. And the sponge fits in that. Yeah. Her look. <laughs> and whatever feeling she might have been having for you, because now <laughs> you're just going to be that asshole who fucking busted a load in her panties and then put them on her head. So rude. So I don't like this one. It's fucking you can hilarious. Go for it if you're a total fucking dick and you want that to be what the SpongeBob means. I'm gonna convince Slambo to do that to some really chick. Get he probably has. He's probably <laughs> the guy that wrote that this shit. Represents SpongeBob. Yeah, I don't either. I don't in any it. way. It's, That's yeah. what I was trying to figure out because he doesn't wear pants on his head. Like, well, I guess I don't, I don't know. know. No. So the next choice would be <laughs> whole body just head. So maybe the situation mm. where. It's called the SpongeBob if you shove a pineapple up your partner's ass. <laughs> That's just... Now, this one makes sense in terms of a SpongeBob SquarePants um, yeah. tie-in because SpongeBob's <laughs> home... I'm Dude, pretty sure it was so a bad. pineapple. Even the leaves was are it? sharp. The bikini yeah, bottom? I think the name bikini of it bottom was something. Is the town. Like the bikini bottom. And it was a big hotel pineapple? And he lived inside <laughs> or much. near it or in it or under it? I don't remember. It's so dumb. <laughs> so really fucking dumb stupid. It really is. But at least the tie-in of the pineapple makes sense. Yeah. What does not make sense is that you should never shove a pineapple up your partner's ass or your ass or anyone's ass. Up really your enemy's ass, maybe. I love to eat pineapple. and It's fucking delicious. I know I've talked about this before. I do love pineapple. Pineapple's really good for men to eat because it makes your cum taste Yummy and delicious. And it makes us girls very happy when we've swallowed it. Pineapples and kiwi, I think. But if I think about an actual yeah, pineapple, so. it's probably the most dangerous <laughs> of fruits. Yeah. <laughs> Am it's I It's like right? a fucking, like, like, yeah, spiky. It's really prickly yeah. and sharp. It just makes me think, pick up sometimes. It makes me no think of fucking Seven, where he makes so it, that guy fuck that chick with that spiky-ass oh. cock. Yeah, <laughs> Gigantic. Like... And the yeah, top of the pineapple... Is all spiky. Gotta be like, uh, and it's just dumb. Okay, but yeah, again, this is your like Twitter poll for the Robin Slim like Show. Escaping asshole. <laughs> so you can vote for whichever option you choose. Then there is the third option, which again, what a gentleman. <laughs> the third option is. This is comical. <laughs> you've got this guy, and he's fucking his girl, or some girl, some fucking girl. He's banging and. He's about to come, and he's like, hold on, baby. And he pulls out, and he's just got, like, a sponge chilling by the bedside or by wherever you but guys But it's got to be wet, it. because you can't wring and out a sponge. And he comes on the sponge. isn't enough to make it, yeah, like, that true. wet. Like, yeah. It's got to be a little wet. doesn't sound very practical. No. But I guess if you really are devoted to... <laughs> <laughs> performing this sex Sitting act. in a bowl underneath your bed. You gotta come equipped with, with a sponge. It's, yeah. It's what you gotta makes go the whole, the whole thing way. Yeah, you, so, you gotta carry that out. You got the sponge. You fucking shoot your load in the sponge. And then, like the classy motherfucker that you are, <laughs> you wring out the sponge over your girl's head. <laughs> or face. 
I think it said head. Yeah, but I think I guess head. it's kind of like the panties one. But at least this one involved a sponge. <laughs> this is all so stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> I just can't even believe that I'm talking about it. it so this can't be the worst thing I've said on here, though. There's definitely been worse. Tennessee Logjammer probably was. Oh, and that one. SpongeBob is pretty uh... fucking stupid, you guys. <laughs> So I don't know Just which one yet I'm going to vote gonna for. We're going to turn anything Actually, we have... can into a sex thing. I think I do know which one I'm going to vote for. You might be surprised. <laughs> so make sure you check me out on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and I'll fill you in. But in the meantime, head over to Twitter and vote in Rob and Slim's Twitter poll. Which of those three definitions do you think most suits the term the SpongeBob? As a sex act. Can't wait to see what wins. Talk to you soon. Bye. I would, ha- I would have to go with Thanks, three Ryder. just because, like Ryder said, it involves yeah, a sponge. It's got the sponge. And it's, it's just comical. It's the funniest one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she said she was. I don't know. Did she say that was her favorite? I don't know. Like that's... No, she didn't say it. She said you, you got to go. Uh, oh, okay. I didn't know if she said see. it like during the, uh, the whatever, the definitions like or her reactions. I didn't know if she said it then. But yeah, it is. It's the, it's the best. It's the best of the three. But I put up the poll. There's also a picture that goes with it. So definitely vote and don't fucking vote if you don't fucking listen to Ryder Reacts first. I'll probably like upload that as soon as I go home tonight. So there's always people that just vote and they definitely definitely didn't listen. Because I, I think we've been yeah. asked some here and there. And they're like, no, I didn't hear. Like, so fucking listen, dude. Yeah, like, exactly. Listen first. Ugh. And then it's a lot of times it's the, oh, like the real dumb one that ends up winning. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's happened with, like, one, at least one. Like, this one, I wouldn't be surprised if the pineapple up the ass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fuck, Bob. (laughs) It involves the button. I feel like, is one of you guys, like, special? I actually you really the like Call of the that Wild special book. student edition. Isn't I didn't that know. Like, I didn't know it was a special student edition. Like, but it was a really good book. Snip, either like, way, the pages, <laughs> like, how does the special student I, edition? I don't know read? if it's any different than the Wolf. It just regular says, uh, edition. I think it just has spots for one notes. big word, <laughs> and it's like one letter every page. Like, oh my god! Yeah, hundred percent for uh, come panties head. You know, whoever vote is like, yeah, didn't listen. Don't listen, but yeah, it's way to vote. Way to rock the vote, a-holes. But uh, we'll be back. We got an amazing fucking, oh, we got dressings, which is good, but we got an amazing yeah. fucking Too Many Rapes tonight with awesome. special guest, uh, Mike Seibert. Ooh, all right. Mike Seibert, and as always, uh, Spicoli TV, at Spicoli TV on uh, Twitter, that's uh, that's uh, the narrator, uh, at Flirt Rider Doll, it's our spaceship, and at Gerpod, G-R-R-P-O-D. That's our uh, our ninja gerbil, but yes, definitely go. And Mike Siebert, Mike Seibert, uh, way too many, way too many, uh, way too long of a Twitter handle. But just look up Mike Seibert, S E I B E R T, S E I B E R T. But uh, we will be back in a few. Let's see. This, this is Barack Obama. And you are listening to the Rob and Slim Show. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you. Who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. 
So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night, or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on riderdoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on riderdoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hi, this is Hank Hale. You're watching the Rob and Slim Show. I tell you what. <laughs> oh, oh. Nice. We are back. We are also on YouTube tonight. Oh yeah, too. I meant to mention earlier. One zero six six blast. Will emailed right and said uh, he got so many requests for the last episode that was played on there to be for to replay it. So he said he's gonna um, look at like probably play us like twice a week now that's awesome uh, we gotta record that one thing i meant to do it earlier but i figure it's easier after i've drank yeah so <laughs> where's uh drizzings the hits what is this? oh yeah you'll say it when it when it starts because i don't even remember yeah. uh, it's a good one it's a good one i pick yeah. it but uh, i remember oh yeah featuring somebody is it all right. no it's all you yeah <laughs> Yeah, I get to switch up my voice or something. No. And now it's time for Driz Sings the Hits. <laughs> you really can't. <laughs> Low. Flow Rider. Featuring T-Pain. Shawty had them apple bottom jeans. Jeans. Boots with the fur. With the fur. The hall club was looking at her. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Next thing you know, Shorty got loud, 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 loud. Them baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the stripes. That stripes. She turned around and gave that big booty a smack. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Next thing I know, Shawty got low, 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 low. I ain't never seen nothing that make me go. This crazy. All night spending my dough. Had a million dollar vibe and a bottle to go. Dame birthday cakes. They stole the show. So sexual. She was flexible. Professional. 
drinking XNO. Hold up. Wait a minute. Do I see what I think I... Whoa! Did I think I seen Shawty get low? Ain't the same when it's up that close. Make it rain. I'm making it snow. Worth the pole. I got the bankroll. I'm a saying that I prefer them no clothes. I'm into that. I love woman exposed. She threw it back at me. I gave her more. Cash ain't a problem. I know where it goes. She had them apple bottom jeans. Jeans. Boots with the fur. With the fur. The whole club was looking at her. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Next thing you know, Shawty got low, 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 low. Them baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the stripes. The stripes. She turned around and gave that big booty a smack. Hey. She hit the floor. Next thing I know, Shawty got low, 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 low. Hey, Shawty, what I got to do to get you home? My jeans full of gop, and they ready for stones. Cat, Cadillacs, Maybachs, for the sexy groan. Patron on the rocks, that Patron, Patron, Patron on the rocks, that make you moan. One stack, come on. Two stacks, come on. Three stacks, come on. Now that's three grand. What you think I'm playing, baby girl? I'm the man. I ain't dealing rubber bands. That's what I told her. Her legs on my shoulder. I know it was over. That Henny and Cola got me like a soldier. She ready to rover. I couldn't control her. So lucky, oh me. I was just like Clover. Shawty was hot like a toaster. Sorry, but I had to fold her like a pornographic poster. She showed her apple bottom jeans, jeans, boots with the fur, with the fur. The whole club was looking at her. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Next thing I know, Shotty got low, 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 low. Them baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the stripes, the stripes. She turned around and gave that big booty a smack. Hey, she hit the floor. Next thing you know, Shotty got low, 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 low. Whoa, Shotty. Yeah. She was worth the money. Little mama took my catch and I ain't want it back. The way she bite that rag. Got her them paper stacks. Tattoo above her crack. I had to handle that. I was on it. Sexy woman. Let me show when they be want it too in the morning. I'm zoning in them rosy bot bottles of foaming. She wouldn't stop. Made it drop. Shawty did that pop and lock. Had to break her off that gop. Girl was fly. Just like my Glock. Apple bottom jeans. Jeans. Boots with the fur. With the fur. The whole club was looking at her. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Next thing you know, Shotty got low, 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 low. Them baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the stripes. The stripes. She turned around and gave that big booty a smack. Hey. She hit the floor. Next thing you know, Shotty got low, 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 low. Come on. Yeah. 
But eight times you read straps as stripes. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah, I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I see it. Stripes, straps. That's like, oh, maybe he'll fix it. And I'm like, <laughs> no, oh, maybe it's really wrong. And I'm like, no. no. I'm just retarded. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Wow. My oh my god, I know how to read straps. I don't know why I kept fucking saying stripes. Holy oh, shit. Oh, maybe the Drizz does. I guess because Reeboks have stripes. I think that's what he was thinking. Like the, the, the stripes on the Reeboks. I don't, I don't know. Yo, motherfucker. It just sounds better with stripes. Yeah. You gotta, like, take some, you know, artistic, you know, that thing. Shut the fuck up. Too many rapes. All right. Let me see. <clears throat> To Cybertron. Ooh. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh. You ready? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Captain Tubestakes, I'm showing readings of another crystal on a planet named Cybertron. Uh, whoa, whoa, baby. I think it's pronounced Cybertron, and we don't need any more lawsuits. <laughs> gotcha, baby. I sent out some reconnaissance drones, and there appears to be a giant robot war of some kind going on down there. I hope you didn't give those fuckers any extra weapons or gear, sexy. We gotta make what we have last, especially since I filled your gas hole with premium at the last truck stop planet, if you know what I mean. Mmm. I do know what you mean, Frankie. You sweet talker, you. Lost in Rapes After decimating up the Too Many Rapes Penitentiary, the city of Rapesville, and the entire planet Earth, a giant beam of light shot Frankie Tube Stakes, Doc Rapenstein, Brian Rioni, The Driz, The Warden, Daxter Coxman, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbils up into a UFO, hovering above where the planet once stood. This is their one and only chance to fix everything. They are... Lost in Rapes. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. As the tiny Rapefall shuttle enters the robot planet atmosphere, the gang wonders what's in store for them. Oh. Doctor, what is waiting for us on this planet? From what I've gathered, Greaser, there are sweet, shiny robots everywhere. That worries me a little bit, Doc. Since robots don't have buttholes, I don't know how effective us gerbils will be. <laughs> don't sell yourself short, Dongatello. Besides being a master at jumping up poop shoots, you're also a goddamn ninja. Ah, thanks, Doc. Sometimes even I forget that. It's it easy to forget to fight sometimes when you're all about getting inside an asshole. Me no. 
<laughs> Yo, it might be nice, you assholes. I don't even have a dick thanks to this piece of shit right here. Yeah. Oh, this again. It's always, I don't have a dick with this guy. <laughs> you just wait, motherfucker. One day, you'll put your dick in a razor-filled asshole, too, and get what's coming to you. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I thought the filler dialogue was never gonna end. Thankfully, the shuttle touched down, cutting it off. As the group's leader stepped foot onto the planet's surface, a sweet tractor-trailer drove up to greet them, then transformed into a giant robot. Greetings, Earthlings. I am Truckimus Prime. I welcome you to Cybertron. I don't care how it's spelled, it's not fucking Cybertron. I really hate that shit. Thank you, Truckimus Prime. We are ambassadors of Rape Force and are gathering trilithium crystals in order to time travel and save our planet. That is a very noble cause, human. We are in the middle of a giant war, though, and I am gearing up toward a fight with the enemy leader right now. If you can all hold on until I win, as foreseen in the prophecies, I will gladly take you to the crystal afterward. Yeah, you better not be lying and have it on you, you big metal piece of garbage. My enormous go ghost cock is throbbing right now. I am Truckimus Prime, and I thought you were just happy to see me. I am not lying to you. Our atmosphere may be different than the other planets you've been on, and this may be throwing off your libido. I think I saw an Earth transmission many light years ago with you rapping in it. Could you do me the honor and rap for me now? Yo, fuck yeah, robot. Anyone who wants to hear one of my dope tracks couldn't possibly be lying. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you ever wear a disguise? Like a really fucking awesome disguise? I'm not talking about one of those fucking glasses with the nose and the mustache. No. I'm talking about, like, a fucking robot in disguise. Have you ever been a robot in disguise? Yeah, robot in disguise. Have you ever been a robot in disguise? No, you haven't never been a robot in disguise because you're not a fucking robot. But he's a fucking robot and he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's a robot in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> that was delightful. Are there any other questions? Why you no have Robot Gorilla here? Because Beast Wars sucked, stupid. Now, if you'll excuse me, my enemy Schmegmatron is approaching. Please find cover, and I will take you to the crystal after I defeat him. Truckimus Prime seemed to have the upper hand for a while. Then Schmegatron, then Truckimus, then Schmegatron. This shit went back and forth for what seemed like forever. Then Schmegatron finally struck the Truckimus Prime with some sweet energy axe and tore his chest plate open. It was then Phantom Bona realized Truckimus had been hiding the whole time. I knew my ghost dick wouldn't lie. That fucker had the crystal all along in his fucking chest, gerbils. Let's go... Go fuck that asshole up. Yeah. Ain't no bunga.
As Truckamus Prime lay dying with his chest sparking and leaking coolant everywhere, Phantom Boner tore the crystal out from inside him. <sighs> Phantom Boner, why have you betrayed me? Fuck yeah, because you're a liar, motherfucker. Just like when that circus clown told me I was gonna have fun and fingered my asshole. Finish him, Smegatron. Yeah. <laughs> Crew left as the life went out of Truckamus Prime. And they returned to Captain Tubestakes with the crystal. Captain Tubestakes told them all they were worthless pieces of shit, kicked him out of the bridge, then made sweet love to the spaceship all night long. Greaser raped Brian, and the Doc drugged and raped Phantom Boner while the gerbils jumped from asshole to asshole, having the time of their lives. It was certainly a magical night for the rape force. And that's too many rapes. Phantom Boner, why have you betrayed me? Or something like that. Damn, this is fantastic. I must read ahead of time. I can't stop laughing. Uh, I like dude. Beast Wars. <laughs> I know. Another reason I threw that in there. That was amazing. Uh -oh. Oh, fucking great. Good. Megatron. <laughs> oh, shit. We'll be back. Let's see. Get a little more. A little more break going. That was great. Hello, yes, hello. This is Prince Charles, and if I have to listen to any more of this show, I'm going to eat my own face. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshipping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls, offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. This is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Road Kills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. Road Kills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting.
for you. Enjoy the ride. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee, and I don't have VD. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Ah, uh, Drizzle News. Uh, immigrants. Let's see. What else is there? Uh, Brooklyn is down. What else? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Florida. Florida. Yeah. I'm just trying to see that comment first. Uh, yes, I got ice. Very fucking good. Good job. Uh, it's taking forever to fucking reload. I'm gonna pour me some absinthe. It's I'm best. drinking uh, one of Slambo's beers. What is that? It's a uh, it's a Ship Bottoms uh, Barnegat oh. Lager. And what is that? Just tastes like syringes. And- <laughs> And it's five a, Wawa's? It's a tribute to Old Barney, the most iconic landmark on Long Beach yeah, it's Island. A, uh, it's a lighthouse. What is? How does that transfer to beer taste? I don't know. It tastes like a lighthouse, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Holy fuck. It sounds terrible. The Slambo beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't even load Facebook. Fuck it. Facebook's a cunt. It's a cunt. Uh, last I saw, the uh, third one on uh, the SpongeBob was winning. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I actually went on Twitter and voted. Ah, I voted for the third one. Cool. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing it right now. Uh, what else? Uh, Drizzle News. Drizzle News. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I fucking love pizza. Yeah. What's your favorite chain, Driz? Well, my favorite pizza to chain? Drizzle on. My favorite chain of pizza? I like fucking uh, Pizza Hut. I drizzle all over Pizza Hut. Yeah. Oh shit. Nobody set out my things. Fucking assholes. You were supposed to set my shit up. Nobody has my things out? Yeah. Yeah, you told me not to touch your things. Intern. Oh, he's going to school to better himself. (laughs) To start a business or something. (laughs) (laughs) Businessman Slambo. (laughs) Coming next fall. It's just a silly. (laughs) Alright. One Uh, more time. Bring it back. To Drizzlebees. Yeah. Immigrant detained. Hold on, let me get my volume too. Nobody's working my volume. Immigrant detained while delivery delivering pizza in June is arrested and accused of assault. Assault the bunga for the yeah, win. Yeah, well, that's fucking racist. That's why you don't hire an immigrant, right, Driz? Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't. That's why you build a wall, right? Yeah, yeah, you gotta build that fucking wall to keep the immigrants out. Undocumented immigrant gathered national attention in June after he was taken into custody by immigration authorities while delivering a pizza to an army base in Brooklyn. Yeah, we don't need that shit. And was ordered, and then was ordered to be released by a judge. That judge sounds like a dirty immigrant to me, doesn't he, Tris? Yeah, yeah, that fuck, this is why we don't let him in. Our fucking country because they go deliver pizza and shit. Fuck that. You don't I want know. a pizza from a dirty immigrant. All our, all our drugs and all our pizza. But now the delivery man Pablo Vicavello Vicencio Calderon has been arrested and charged with criminal mischief and the assault of his wife. <laughs> ah, assault of Bunga. But now the delivery man, I just read that. According to court documents, Mr. Valavillo 35, pushed his wife against the wall and slapped her Thursday because he's an immigrant. 
Then he took her cell phone to prevent her from calling the police, as immigrants usually do. The police later found her phone in Mr. Valenciano's pockets. Yeah. Mr. Valenciano and Ecuadorian immigrants was due in court Tuesday, according to a spokesman for Nassau County District Attorney's Office. He was detained in the county jail, and his lawyers were not immediately available for comment. What would you comment on that, Driz? Y'all would say, fucking immigrants shouldn't be allowed to deliver our pizzas. The That's police it. would not say who alerted officials about the incident, adding that they do not release the identity of 911 callers in cases of domestic violence. According to the court documents, Mr. Villaviciano entered the United States in 2008 after an immigration hearing in March 2010, agreed to leave the country by July of that year. But when he did not leave, he became a fugitive delivering pizzas. Yeah. Yo, our fucking troops, our soldiers, deserve better. They need an American delivering them pizzas, not a fucking immigrant. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Would you ever drizzle on an immigrant's pizza? Yeah, I'd fucking drizzle on an immigrant's pizza. That's yeah, all they deserve is drizz. Yeah. How are you gonna serve them? <laughs> God damn, you racist drizz. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> he, just, he didn't even care about the beating of the wife. He's just like fucking immigrant. Delivering pizza. Brooklyn thief sees golden opportunity. Heist $13,000 jewelry. $13,000 of jewelry from a vending machine. Yo, he looks like a fucking immigrant too. What? Yeah. Yo, I'm tiny thing. He's wearing a Nike shirt. And I saw a vending machine in uh, Brooklyn, in, in Brooklyn that sells fancy jewelry. What could go wrong? Why would you put that in a vending machine, right, Driz? Yeah. It's easy to steal out of a vending machine. I've I done it. Yeah, you just gotta, like, kick it a few times and fucking things fall. Yeah, yeah. you got a good point there, Driz. You guessed right. A thief heisted a machine for $13,000 worth of fancy baubles with the help of a bogus credit card, police said. Sunday for the win. Manhattan jewelry designer Marla Aaron planted a vending machine in the park outside the William Vale Hotel on North 12th Street in Williamsburg. She called the machine. She called the machine was a crazy, amazing experiment. An unexpected place where customers could buy her jewelry pieces. Yeah, that's why that unexpected man took advantage of it. A man walked up to the vending machine September 20th to crazily, amazingly use sham plastic to make several purchases. I say he got that fair and square, right, Triz? Yeah. Nah, I think he should have just fucking kicked it. I think he fucking wasted his time using plastic. You never put valuables yeah. in a vending machine. I'm a fucking weak man. I put my arm yeah. in a vending machine once and I couldn't get it out. He walked away with $13,000 in loot, said cops, and never had to face a skeptical jewelry salesperson. Is that because he's black and they being racist too? I think everyone's racist tonight, Triz. Police on Sunday released photographs of the thief. Aaron's designed gem-crusted locks made out of precious metals and wearable necklaces and bracelets. The items in the vending machine included the low-end silver baby lock on fine square link chain for $165 and a high-end twisted lock necklace uh, at $1,588. That's a lot of money to spend in a vending machine, right, Tris? Yeah. Have you ever spent that much in a vending machine? Yo, I spent more on those little fucking claw machines, like millions of dollars. The coolest place I could think of it to be was at Thor's. That yeah. bitch said, you're in a park. You're a great vending machine, and this is great shit people can steal. <laughs> Putting it in a store would have been a cop-out, and I wanted it to be in the coolest place outdoors, she said. Now she's fucking adventurous. She's a dumb bitch getting shit yeah. stolen outdoors. Now she's fucking adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well...
Florida official charged with murder for shooting an alleged shoplifter. The shoplifter is always right, right, Riz? Yeah. You don't shoot that shoplifter. They always got a yeah. good point. A Lakeland, Florida, a city commissioner is facing second-degree murder charge with a fatal shooting of an alleged shoplifter at his military surplus store. October 3rd, Michael Dunn, who was in, 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 well, inaugurated to a four-year term of office in January, appealed in court Monday to request bond. Dunn was uh, booked into Polk County Jail on Friday night without bond after Polk County Grand Jury indicted him on second-degree murder. Several days uh, earlier, the state's attorney, attorney office, what the fuck are these words, had released surveillance footage of Dunn's encounter with Cristobal Lopez, 50, who was shopping with his father at an Army Navy surplus store. Now that's why you don't fucking steal from the vets. Yeah. The veterinarians is assistance. Yeah. They're good people. They help you dogs and cats and shit. Yeah, According that's what I'm saying. to a police affidavit, the video show Lopez taking a hatchet and hiding it under his clothing before being confronted. The affidavit said that Dunn saw Lopez take the hatchet and question him about paying for it. Uh, when the item fell out, Lopez, uh, his pants at which point, according to witnesses, Lopez said, I will pay, I will pay, I will pay. But then he got shot and killed dead. Yeah. Right? That's what you get. Yeah, for being a fucking dirty immigrant. Oh, God damn it, Driz. You're going to get fucking deported with the rest of them. The video show's done. But we don't watch videos. Based on the testimony from witnesses, Lopez made no verbal threats against Don. Police said Dunn admitted uh, in an interview that he shot Lopez because he was stealing from his business. I say he's done, don't you, Driz? Yo, that's fucking funny. Look how yeah. red he is. He's red because he knows he's done. <laughs> done also didn't attempt uh, render. You never attempt render, do you, Driz? Yeah, you never fucking render, ever. Takes forever to render. Everyone's going to call you a dirty renderer for the rest of your life. Yeah, why would you want to be called that? When officers arrived, he was still pointing the weapon at Lopez. He said, I think he expired. What a fucking red piece of shit. Yeah. Yo, I'd rather be called a dirty immigrant than a dirty renderer. I call you that all the time. <laughs> you should see what I say to you down at the bar and grill. <laughs> Holy <Right>. shit. <laughs> Celebrity. What do you got? Uh, uh, yes. Price. Price. Definitely uh, T.I. And, uh, yeah, Sabra. All right. This is Slim Celebrity Gossip and News. Oh, yeah. What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. Bob Barker rushed to hospital. Serious back pain. I actually thought Bob Barker died years is he ago. Like 90? Like, <laughs> yeah, even holy though he was still fuck. alive. Holy shit. <laughs> Bob Barker is hospitalized in L.A. after paramedics responded to his Hollywood Hills home. TMZ has learned. L.A. Fire Department got to the prices Right Legends home Monday around 1 p.m. and immediately transported him to Cedars um, Sinai Hospital. Sinai. Sinai Hospital. Uh, he was sitting up on a stretcher and seemed responsive 
as they wheeled him into the emergency room. Wait, know why? What's going on? Like, and why did the fire department show up? <laughs> why wouldn't they? You put him in a fire truck. He's fucking Bob Barker. <laughs> oh, okay. His manager tells us. He's Bob. Not, <laughs> <laughs> he can't even walk. He's like a hundred years Look old. How doddering he is. He looks so confused. Uh, his manager tells us Bob woke up Monday morning with a major flare in back pain. I think that means his manager was fucking him. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And I think that's called code. That's 90-year-old code for back pain. His asshole hurt his, from his manager. His family decided to call in the professionals. 94 years old, he is. Holy oh, shit. yeah. Wow. Holy Christ. The professionals to the transport fireman. him. In the, yeah, who thinks that? Don't you call, like, 911 back or pain? Like, emergency not firemen? It's like, get my cat out of the I tree. I feel like if you made it to 94... <laughs> 94-year-old Everything hurts. So, yeah, suffered a nasty fall last year that required medical care, and we're told he'd just gone to the hospital last week for a follow-up visit related to that fall. Maybe he should have gone a little uh, later, and they wouldn't have had to take him in a fire truck. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 94 years there, old. Like, it's Hang a big story that his back hurts. 94-year-old Bob Barker's got back pain. You're not fucking 30 years old and yeah. I got back pain. <laughs> like, call, the, call the police fire department. I should. Right now. This is crazy. This shit. What's her name? Melanie? Melina? Um, Melania. Melania. That's, that's what it is. T.I.'s Melania video. Lookalike reports new death threat. Threat. Talk of assassins for hire. T.I. did a video uh, in the Oval Office. Like it's not. It was like a set, but had uh, this chick that's like a Melania lookalike, like do a striptease as a first lady. You can oh, run, but are... you can't hide, bitch. You can yeah. run, but you. Robin Slim Show. Robin Slim Show. Oh my God, are we live? Yes. yes. Oh my God, yes. Okay, I was just—I was really excited to be able to call in. I've been wanting oh, to call in for a while. That is excitable. What's what's the haps? I just—I really wanted to say I think Slim is the hottest ass out there. Like, are you single? Yes, I am. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Like, how many shows do you guys do a week? Because I'm kind of stalking you, and I want to watch more live shows. Uh, we do one uh, live show every Wednesday night. So what's it like outside your house? Like, what's your address? Wow, you're a creepy Yeah, cunts. I'm going to uh, hang call you up later. now. <laughs> Holy shit. What the fuck? Holy I'm gonna fuck. I'm going to block that no, number. No. You're going to call that number later. <laughs> wow, lucky you, fuck my boy. <laughs> Finish your story. <laughs> Holy Christ, dude. Um, <laughs> that's what I get for sharing our live show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I don't live here. <laughs> um, what is it? Melanie. Ma- Melanie is Martin. I guess she's the uh, writer. Said, "Who is that fucking bitch?" I don't know, writer. I have Melania no Trump uh, lookalike is dealing with a brand new wow. death threat. One so Save frightening that for, like, is a court pushed- case. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm gonna have to call the cops after she that. Said, Hashtag hell no, bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Ti's Mel- Mel- Melania Trump uh, lookalike is dealing with a brand new death threat. One so frightening has pushed her over the edge and now police are involved. Melanie Martin went to West Hollywood Sheriff's Station uh, Sunday night to report an especially ominous and lengthy death threat uh, via text to her personal cell phone. Somehow they got her 
cell phone number, were told the text mentioning hired, hiring of an assassin, assassin to kill her. Holy shit, that's crazy. Crazy. Uh, Melania Melanie. met with the oh Melanie. Melanie met with the cops and filed a report. We're told the sender of the message to uh, Melanie told her they'd put a tracking device on her car and bugged her apartment. Part of the message read, "I am pleased to inform you that we have been paid to assassinate you by someone very close to you." Wow. As we reported, uh, Melanie says she'd been receiving death threats almost daily since T.I. dropped his music video while Melanie is playing the stripping first lady. It sparked a ton of backlash, but Melanie insisted she had no regrets about taking the role. As for why the latest threat rocked her so badly, we're told all the other previous ones were posted on social media. We're told... We're told uh, Melanie, Melanie, I keep forgetting it. I'm like all freaked out right now. I have to like research that fucking number. <laughs> it's just fucking creepy. We're told uh, <laughs> Melanie was especially freaked out because the text means someone has her phone number and possibly even more personal info. Ah, somebody right. has yours now. Yeah, there. somebody. <laughs> Slim McGillicuddy, 666 Poopy Drive. That's his address. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. I was like, I got to go on break like now <laughs> after that. It? Yeah, take a quick break. break. Yeah, right. I got to like calm down from that shit. <laughs> oh, wow. You got a good in, my friend. <laughs> good for you. All right, buddies. We'll be back in a few. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare. What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it. Flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-218-4909. 800-218-4909. 800 Again, that's 800-218-4909. Have you visited Club Midnight? The hottest virtual nightclub on the internet today. Club Midnight. That's M-I-D-N-Y-T-E. Music, authors, filmmakers, and so much more for the dark at heart. Club Midnight, where darklings come to play. Clubmidnight.com. C L U B M I D N Y T E dot com. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee, for the editor and creator, Fluffer, for Comics Watching Comics, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. We're good. <laughs> All right, who do we got? We got Jamie and Ryan, right? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. 
Jamie and Ryan from Seizure Film. Uh, you guys are from England and you're filmmakers. Um, in your uh, in your words, what's the premise of the movie? Because I saw like human trafficking, like maybe drugs and maybe some demonic like force of some kind. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's that's it in a nutshell, really. I mean, I don't know. Do you, you know the uh, logline off of Andrews? No, not not off by heart. You see, Seizure's the old film. We've got a, a new one coming out called Demon Eye. Demon and so we're totally in that world at the minute. Oh, oh so what should we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Demon Eye. Let's talk about films. Well, right. Seizure's, Seizure's um, it's out in the States. It's um, on Prime at the moment. Okay, so that's why I didn't know yeah. if it was out yet. Yeah, so anyone can go and have a have a look at that. Cool. Um, and as you say, it's all about uh, trafficking a girl who's possessed by a demon, oh. and then uh, all hell breaks loose. And it's just great fun, great what? film. It looked amazing. Yeah, I watched the trailer last night. It looked really good. And uh, how long did it take to make? Because I saw you guys started in uh, 2015, correct? Yeah, yeah, that, that film took, um, I don't know, from start to finish, it took about six months. Oh, okay. Um, and, and then it took a long time for it to, to get out to the marketplace. Um, and so, it's as I say, it's been out in the States for quite a while. Cool. Uh, the, the new film, Demon Eye, we're just about to have the, um, the private cast and crew screening on a Friday, this Friday. So we're very excited about that one. Nice. What is that about? So that is about a girl who finds um, an amulet that's cursed and it belongs to two demons and they want it back. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great fun. I'm and curious, a... does the amulet give her any abilities so she can defend herself against these demons or... Ooh. Well, what it gives her is whatever she wants. So you wish on this thing, it starts to give it you, the world is a great place. The only problem is you've got a demon who was burnt at the stake and she comes to get it back. So the more you wish, the closer she gets to you. And and then she's got this, uh, this demon dog that is her companion. And that comes for you as well. So you get this double whammy. So there's loads of action in it. It's really good fun. What was the most difficult thing about uh, filming the movie? <sighs> most difficult thing? Um, just, well, I mean, it's, it's always... There's, there's only two of us, really, at the helm of this. So, you know, it's, it's it, the, the most difficult thing is just keeping his, his own head sinking and, and, and getting to the next day and, you know what I mean, and just, just, just making it all work, really. That's 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 the biggest battle, I'd, I'd suggest. But... Um, <laughs> But you know, it's it's, it's we we yeah, you know we we know experts at this game, but this is we've we've managed to get to completing a second film. That's what we're most proud of. That's you know, amazing. That's yeah, awesome. that's yeah. A, I didn't know uh, if one was started yet or not. But yeah, you've almost got it. You've almost got it done. That's amazing. How did you guys meet? Well, yeah, go on, sorry. yeah, we met as actors like years ago. How many years ago was that? To 1999, I think it was. Two, yeah, yeah, 1999. So. That's when we first bumped into each other as jobbing actors, you know. So cool. Yeah. 
we were both doing that. We, we did a job together. We actually shared a room together back then for a, a theatre company that Not we were in working that way. for. Yeah, yeah, steady, <laughs> steady. Although he, although Ryan's got a problem with sleepwalking, which is also terrifying. We have ever shared a room with somebody who does that. But um, you know, you never know. Not there. Not there. <laughs> So, so anyway, we, yeah, we, we were just jobbing actors there, you know, and then we decided to set up a media company to, to just start making films. That's what we wanted to do. Mm. That's what I didn't know. We, like it just started from a conversation back then that, that you guys just kept it going. Yeah. You, you know, we always wanted to do it, but I, I don't know how things are in the States, but certainly in the UK, there's not that much support for you. Um, if you go to anybody who gives out government grants, um, if you want to do a drama, you're more likely to get funding. Get funding. But if you say, wow. no, I want to push people off stairs and, and just chop people's heads off, they wow. don't like it. I think that, so, that would be a market as well. Horrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, some people are so fussy. But yeah, if you um, so when we went to them and said, look, we want to make horrors, they just, there's no funding available. And so it took us a long time to get the money together to make that first film. Did you guys and crowdfund we, it, or did you just do it out of your own expense? Yeah, we, we self-funded it. Um, and then we went, we were really drunk at a party and just started talking to people about what we we're going to do. And, and other people started to say, you know, that sounds great. I want to put my money in. Oh, and so, awesome. yeah, it was, it was totally by accident in <laughs> some ways that the money started to flow. We gotta meet but friends then, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, it, the pressure comes on then. You know, when it's your own film, you think, okay, if we mess it up, then it's, on it's us. only our money and whatever. Yeah. You know, we've had a good laugh. But then when other people are putting their money in, you start thinking, right, we've really gotta <laughs> we've gotta get this right and we've gotta get people the money back. And we did. You know, from seizure, we paid people the money back. Oh, that's and, great! You already had that to work with. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and so it put it, it set us up to do the next one. Cool. Um, and so we increased the budget. We went again, and yeah, same things happening again. Really, it's out the American film market at the moment, so people won't be able to see it. But the trailer's coming out soon. Nice. Um, but but yeah, already we're getting offers for international distribution. So we just it's just great. We're in a great place at the minute. We're really chuffed that that's, it's it's working out. That's awesome. Uh, is there anything that you filmed in either one of the films that disturbed you personally? Yeah, you know what the most disturbing thing I have seen on a movie set was um I don't know. It's a bit of a spoiler, but it it, it won't make sense anyway until you see it. But um. One of the a a character in the film gets um, pushed off the top of the stairs and she breaks her neck Ooh. and she's she's pregnant. Oh. Um, yeah, that's and it's 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 not. I mean, she's a bit of a, a mean character, so you kind of cheer when she goes. But she um, we had this scene where this girl's kind of in this tormented semi-real state and she she pushes out this plastic doll she kind of gives birth to this plastic doll and so we drop this plastic doll with a load of blood a load of water as if the the waters had broke mm. and that really sick mm. when we that were, part. yes yeah <laughs> we looked at it on the day and we just thought 
what, what are we doing? You know, this seems to really work on paper. <laughs> you were all assessed afterwards, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had loads. And we had this work experience girl, you know, somebody who's just helping out and said, look, I just want to help you guys and get into film. And I've never seen somebody look so traumatized. <laughs> at, at the end of it, where we said, that, that was great, wasn't it, everyone? And this girl was just shaking in the corner. <laughs> Why? So, yeah, we kept it in the film. Cool. But it is really weird. It, it, it is weird. But fun. It's you, always fun. Do you guys do all, like, uh, physical effects, or do you do uh, CGI as well? First film, it was physical. Um, we had a little bit of CGI afterwards, but this time we've gone quite a lot, quite a lot of CGI, and uh, we had the burning girl, who's our main demon, she, when she was burnt at the stake, whenever she comes back, she's got this kind of glowing face, you know, as if her face is constantly on fire. Yeah. And, and so we did that in post. And again, you know, we're on a low budget. And so you don't know what you're going to get. You, do, you just, you know, you wait until that effect comes back. And it just blew us away. It really, it, it totally sells the film. It, it, it looks fantastic. That's awesome. That's so, great. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot more CGI this time than what we planned because of the budget. But, again, it's just... I, the good thing about making movies on a low budget is you can push it. You know, you, you can really... You, you can really just test what you are capable of because you don't have the money to rely on a big team. You've just got to use your own imagination. Yeah. And you don't have anyone telling you no at the same time. You could, you could, like you said, just push it. Like, do you, yeah, do we yeah. want to learn from it and move on? Exactly. And it's exactly that. And I mean, this time we did have more investors. Yeah. We went to meetings, more people put the money in. We had a much bigger budget. And so that pressure was there. But at the same time, we just, we, we're always just saying, you know what? Let's just, Let's just go for it because you can make films and live in fear and never try anything. And and some of the, the biggest lessons we've learned and some of the best scenes that we've got is where we just said, you know what, let's let's just let's just go for it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We'll yeah. think of something afterwards. That's great. Do you guys film locally or do you do you travel uh, to film scenes? It's wherever we can get to, mate, to be honest. You know, it's, it's it, it, um, you know, it, it, again, you know, sorry to harp on about the money side of it, but it, it does come down to that because, you know, you start you start going through the, the proper channels and, and all the, the authorities that kind of deal with film in this country. And, and you know, the list that they give you, you could be paying like £7,500 a week, whatever, probably $10,000, do you know what I mean? Wow. A certain location. Mm. So you have to get, again, there again, you have to get creative and, and Fine. Mm. And, and you know, like the main house that we used for this one was, was not too far away. You know, it's probably about 40 miles away. Oh, not even that, really. About 25 miles away, possibly, in in, in Manchester near us. And, um, you know, that was just found on Facebook. Mm. Oh, you wow. Know, we, 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 it would, and we, we were, like, probably 10, two, probably two weeks away from, from actually starting. And we threw it out on Facebook. We're struggling. We fight. We need a house. It needs to look, like, just a bit worn. All of a sudden, you know, within the space of half an hour, I got a phone call saying I've got just the place that you need, you know, and it's 
you know, brilliant. You know, it's, it's, that's it's, awesome. It, but it, it does come down to money, and it just comes down to luck, and just you know, mm-hmm. and 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 it, and it was a big lesson for us. You know, don't you know, just throw it out there. And, and there's so many people that just want to help you anyway. That you know, and, yeah, just and, just to get credit. That that's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That ah, oh, what was it? I just had a question. I lost it. Oh, <laughs> oh man. No, just to just to answer, I don't know if I'm. I, I didn't help you really much there. But to answer your question is, you know, really we we do try and sell the the place that we are from because we've got so we've got so much here. So mm. We've got a lot of lot of open space. That's what I was we, gonna say. It's one of the largest cities, correct, in, in England. Uh, well, Man- Manchester. Well, Manchester is. I think yes, it's the third biggest yeah. city in England, but. So the, the the county is, I guess it's like your state is is Yorkshire, and there's loads of you know the Hammer horror films, um back in the sixties seventies. Did you guys ever see any of those? That's not ringing okay. a bell. No. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, well, there's one for you to look at. Yeah, yeah we've got to see them. Good. It's all the Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Um, wow. you know the Dracula. Oliver Reed as as um, the werewolf, and you know, yeah, a lot of those films were shot in Yorkshire. And in fact, you know, um, American Werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah, you yes. guys have seen that. So yes. that's um, the shots where they're up on the moors, you know, and and they meet some weird villagers, and they get bit by the werewolf there. Yeah. Oh, the- it's there. Wow. That's yeah, that's, awesome. that's that's basically us, yeah. that's our playground. That's what that's, we have. That's these great. really gothic moors um, that are just they're just really creepy. The the scary places to be at night, and so that's where we do a lot of our scenes at the moment because we get it for free. You know, and I, I was gonna yeah because yeah, I know you you got to get permits sometimes to shoot certain places, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that really does my head in is. You know, you you get um, you get places over here, and it's like when we went to we had a drone, loads of drone shots in a in Demon Eye. Oh, that's and another cool thing to to bring. Yeah, to the it, film. It, it it was brilliant. But the thing is, you get up on the moors, you get loads of farmers who um, look after birds, um, you know, like grouse and pheasants and and birds like that, and they look after them all season. So. They can shoot them <laughs> at the end of the season. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so horrible. the thing is, we took our drone up and we started to shoot these moors. And this farmer guy who just suddenly pulled up was really angry at us and was just telling us that he was going to shoot our drone out of the sky. I was going to ask if any of them got shot out of the sky. (laughs) You were were scaring the birds away. He said, I'm going to shoot your drone. (laughs) And we said, why? And he said, because you're scaring my birds. And I want to shoot my birds. I want to kill those birds. (laughs) (laughs) Why? We're setting them free. You're saving the birds. We're liberators. (laughs) You're doing God's work. You there's there's loads of permits, there's loads of rules, but again, that local knowledge is is fantastic for getting around those things, because for every 10 people that will say no, if you talk to the right people, and pubs in England are fantastic for this, if you go to the bar and just buy people drinks, then people start talking to you, and Everyone knows everyone around here. So they'll say, oh, I know where you can get some free land. 
So the message is just go to a bar and get drunk and just buy people beers because they'll help you then. You get anything you need. You got to spend money to make money. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it seems like you, you don't need to do it, but have you ever thought of like stealing shots? Because I've heard that's a thing. Like I read somewhere where there were guys back in the day that would like hide in barrels to film things oh, and shit like that. You know what? That is a great idea. I've never right. thought of that, but yeah. Like you steal but, the but... shot. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, going to say, think... also, like, photobombing another film. Like, finding where another film's being filmed and then film yours in the background. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing around here. There's not many people who make films. I mean, for you guys, it's so populated, yeah. isn't it? There's so many filmmakers out there. Yes. Up here, or certainly in the north of England, you don't get that many filmmakers. In London, you've got loads and loads of filmmakers. It's really well populated. But up in the north, it's a bit of a rarity. You know, it's kind of like Game of Thrones in, in England. You know, up in the northerners, if you go beyond the wall, there's not a lot happening, really. So, yeah. <laughs> I love the Game of Thrones. Are you guys excited for the last season? Can't wait. Oh. Absolutely can't wait. Oh. Yeah. I've heard they're going to do an Origins one. You know, they're going to start it again. Oh, like uh, like a before? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. I think that's where they're going with it. They need to. It's so, oh, it's it's so, so popular and they've kind of run out of speed, I think. And so they're going to go back and, and uh, say where all the Mad King came from and all that kind of oh, thing. Oh, that'd be amazing. Who is your favorite character? Ah. <sighs> You know, it was some of the earlier ones that got, um, there was the king of, oh, you know, I'm so embarrassed that I can't remember his name, but no. he was the king of the wildlings, oh. and he got burned. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, was it, oh, my God, what was his name? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's in Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, and we want to ask him to be in our next film. Oh, so I've just blown it now by forgetting his name. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm so mad at myself. I loved him. I love the guy under him with the red beard. Yeah. I can't even think of his name. Uh, oh, my God. And he's still yeah. around. Oh. Yeah, but, he, he, you know, there's loads of characters in there. Every character. Just, oh, they're great. And then they just burn them, don't they? You just, yeah. I mean, I quite, I quite like it for that. You never know who's going to get killed. I've mm. always noticed the one you love the most in that episode, they're going to die. Yeah, they've never yeah. been this cool. They've never yeah. been this great. They're they're going. They build it up for you to really like that character. <laughs> they that do. Time. You're in deep trouble. I, I think the only way to secure your place in Game of Thrones is to take your clothes off. It seems to be the ones who take the clothes <laughs> off seem to stop in it the longest. I so. I don't think I think the saddest I've ever been in a death though is the dragon. When the dragon <sighs> died, I was just that was the saddest I'd ever been. Ever been. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. It felt like a pet, a really violent pet. But I did, it did, I did feel quite sad about that. And just the same way she regards them as her children, Daenerys. Like it's mm. like yeah. Mm. Just what it represents. And then, of course, you've got the kind of, um, well, I don't know, some people still haven't seen it. Everyone must have seen it by now. But you kind of got the twist on the dragon thing now, haven't you? Which I think is going to be quite exciting. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so this... For the record, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, I won't say anything else. Nothing else. <laughs> I, no, just, I just I'm caught up. At, I'm stuck at season one, me, so I... And I 
like you do these days when you know all the other Netflixes and all the rest of it knocking mm. about, you never actually finish anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> From one to the other. So that's yeah. that's that's my world these days. Man. I never see an ending. <laughs> so guys, I'm curious. Working together as a team, do you uh, have creative differences, or ever disagree on anything? No, Ryan does things and I go along with it. I think that's how it, how it runs. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a, it's a perfect marriage. <laughs> that's awesome. One makes the decisions, the other one just nods. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's, we can that's do like that. show. Yeah, that's, that's like, basically that's how we roll. <laughs> what else? That's the best I'm, way. I'm like his bitch. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm the but, same way. I'm Rob's bitch. I just <laughs> he's a better bitch than my ex-wife was, guys. <laughs> this is so, longer we, than my marriage. We seem, to, we seem to agree. We seem to agree on a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't. You know, I mean, in, in 10 years, I think, I mean, we, we've had fallouts, but I can count them on one hand. So, we're, yes. you know, we're doing all right so far. And we, we we can, we normally do, you know, it, I don't know. I suppose it's whoever pushes the hardest. The other yeah. one just goes with the flow and goes, he, yeah. must, he must know something I don't, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's the I, best I think, way to run a team of two. <laughs> it is, yeah. And, and the one offsets the other. You know, that's that's the way it goes. I, 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 and, and we tend to balance each other out. But, you know, I might take a pessimistic view of things and I might look at it and really ponder it and think about it and sometimes Jamie's more gung-ho and just says you know let's just let's just do it let's just do it and and in between us you know one's totally optimistic one's a bit pessimistic we balance out in the middle and so yeah it's it's a good partnership (laughs) I feel too like uh, sometimes like one of us will play devil's advocate, one of us will play you know the other side. Like we, we switch it up, yeah, yep. it, it changes. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah this is it. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good to bounce off each other, I suppose. Yes. You know, I agree. So you're saying sometimes you overthink things, and Jamie's just like, no, 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 just do it. Just kind of yeah, gets J- you out of Jamie's, that. Yeah, I'll I'll sit there trying to work it out for about four hours. And Jamie <laughs> just says, I'm just, you know, we, we had this um. We had this mannequin that we had to um, throw off uh, some stairs in the last film. And I was really trying to judge it by all the angles and thinking, right, which is going to be the, the perfect camera angle to capture this? Yes. And without knowing it, Jamie was already at the top and was kind of launching this <laughs> this thing off the top of the, the stairs. And it worked. You know, we captured it. But whereas I was really overthinking it, yeah. Jamie just thought, I'll oh, just throw it. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> just wanted to throw the just, mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was sick of waiting. <laughs> is, is the camera recording? Yeah. And then he just launched it. And if it doesn't work, we can throw it again. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, I love it. Guys, I've, I've got a question for you. We're thinking about... Um, with the next film, we're, we're really interested in doing a co-production and and taking a small team and going out to the state somewhere and and filming. And what's your what's your take on the best place in America to make a film? You know, for the help you're going to get, the the local population, the tax breaks. I mean, do you guys know anywhere? I don't really know off the top of my head. I was gonna say though, like I know um, Blair Witch was filmed in in uh, Virginia. I think it was oh, right. Like I know there's a lot of like creepy, you know, farmland and woods out that way. But I don't know about that. I, I think Jersey's a good spot. I mean, Kevin Smith made a yeah. lot of films in Jersey and, and Jersey, yeah. especially if you're looking for like woods 
South, South Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> just woods, it's got, yeah. but it also has beach. Love it also and it's also kind of close to Philly. Like you have Atlantic City, you yes. have a lot of options. Yeah, Jersey's a pretty cool place. Like like we were saying, like it's small. You could go, you could travel to any part of it within a few hours, and you have all those different options. So yeah, because yeah. we we just find not going to the place where everyone goes to is the better thing to do. You yeah. know, if you, if you try and find somewhere that's, you know, not used that much for film, you actually find it more responsive because the prices tend to be better. Yes. You know, if, if, if people are used to having filmmakers, we sometimes talked, oh, I'm sorry. everything's at a premium. Yes, that, that that's it. Uh, we talked to a guy, a couple guys that were on a film called um, Attack of the Southern Fried Zombies, and they found a town in... Mississippi and all of those like townspeople were just excited to be a part of it, you know, yeah. as extras and all. Like they all like showed up, like they were very yeah. responsive. So yeah, man, they're. Yeah. I would definitely look into like yeah, like a smaller town and like maybe, uh, I hate to say it, but like a poor poorer state maybe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds like us. We're in. <laughs> sounds like us. <laughs> Guys, we have to wrap this up. It's been amazing yeah, talking great. to you two. Yeah, no, brilliant. Pod, Thank pod, you. Man. Absolutely. So, can we chuck out what's your what's the uh, Twitter? I think we'll have it. We'll we'll, we'll start throwing some stuff about anywhere. But yeah, um, yeah I think if you if you get us on at Demon Eye. Um, oh yeah, at Demon Eye. Yeah. Yeah, is it at Demon Eye Film? Yeah. So Twitter is the best place for us, really. At Demon Eye Film, it, it, people start following us there. We can give updates and share the trailer with you guys. And uh, we appreciate it so much for you talking to us. Absolutely, guys. We appreciate it. Is, we... there, is the trailer online? Can I look it up right now? You, you know, we can show you, but you have to... We've got it password protected. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's what I... we can show you guys. But the um, the sales agents uh, who we've got, they they they're brilliant. But they've just said, look, we're recutting the trailer, and we're going to go for a big launch in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, it's all geared up for 2019. That's all. That's what they that's what they're going for. So it's um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in okay. in a couple of weeks, we're going to be looking for people. Kind people like yourselves who will, will give us um, a bit of space to just share that trailer Definitely. and see what people think. Definitely do it when when it's time, guys. Yeah, awesome. we will do. We will do. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right, guys. We will talk to you soon. Yeah. Have a good one. Take yeah, care, you bro. too. And thanks a lot. All no the best. problem. You too, guys. We will Hello. do Take that. Care. Later. Cool. We'll be back with Josh Perguson, and I'm going to play some Josh Perguson right awesome. now. Awesome. Hey, Slambo. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read a sweet graphic novel about a 17th century kid whisked into a mysterious world of the occult, intense danger and excitement? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then look no farther, my friend, and go to the Voyager. And go get the Voyager, written by Jeff Sturge and illustrated by Nick Marinkovich. Where do I find it? Go to... Yeah, uh, Gern, Gernica Editions, G-U-E-R-N-I-C-A-D-E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S.com or Amazon.com. That's a lot easier to find than Gernicians. And order The Voyager, and that's spelled V-O-Y-A-G-E-U-R. Don't care, baby, I'm ordering that right now, yeah! Fuck yeah.
This is Hollywood actor. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Robin Slim. Robin Slim Show. What's going on? Josh, how you doing, brother? I am doing fantastic. Uh, just got done watching some Golden Girls, and I'm ready. I'm ready. Is that the pregame, Golden Girls? That's it. That's it. I gotta gotta get a little Golden Girls in, and after that, little Be Arthur. I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm game for anything. Cool, cool. But <laughs> uh, you were a singer songwriter from Atlanta. How long have you been making music? Uh, let's see. I would say about. I started when I was 15. Um, I'm 32 now, and uh, I was, yeah, about. I'd say about 15, 16 years. When did you really uh, uh, like hit like know in your in know in your mind that you're you're on the right track? Uh, I would say I would say about a year ago when I went when I went solo a little over a year ago. Uh, before that, I was with a, a band called Thoughts for Nuclear. Well, yes, I was going to ask if you were still with them because I saw that you had uh, been with them. We no. Uh, different paths um i kind of collected the band uh with a bunch of metal heads and uh which is nothing wrong with that but what i what i was writing at the time uh it was really hard to get everybody lined up on the same page um and it they everybody that came from like uh thrash uh super heavy metal and the stuff that I was writing at the time kind of was more along the lines of breaking Benjamin and stuff. And, uh, we did good for a minute, but in the end it was, uh, it was a matter of different visions for where it was going to go. And then unfortunately it did. And we got to uh, open for Adelita's way right there at the end and almost got to open for some 41 and, and it all went down, the, down the can right before, before, whatever could have happened you know that would, that would have been amazing to say that but it's always with a prefix that we almost got to open yeah for some 41 <laughs> what um oh uh when you when you got radio play was it with uh thoughts are nuclear or was it with your own stuff uh it was with with both uh thoughts are nuclear um we got we got some airplay uh, at the time i think it was radio 105 Point seven, I believe uh, it was an alternative station, uh, the predominant one here, um, and we got it. We got we got a couple of songs on there. Uh, when I went solo, uh, the first song was called Closure, and we got it onto. Well, I got it onto uh, uh, 99X, and also uh, a country station. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I was going to ask. Cause, but, yeah, you're not really country. Like, I, that's my voice all day long. When I when I when I tell venues, I don't really do country. They just kind of laugh. Like, yeah, so. get out of here. You got to do country. <laughs> <laughs> well, my accent, my accent screams it. <laughs> I love the shirt. I just noticed the Bob Ross shirt. I love it. Oh yeah. Oh, Bob Ross. <laughs> nice. He came back strong about a year ago. I started seeing Bob Ross stuff everywhere. Cause they put oh, him on yeah, Netflix. Deadpool, Deadpool and stuff. 
Nice. Remember Deadpool 2, the little teaser trailer for yes. it? Yes. I love, I love some Bob Ross. And, uh, <laughs> I, I'm like a – if if uh, if I had to do something else, it would have – I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think uh, I would have done as much with it as I have music, but I love our movies. Uh, uh, I grew up with, like, horror, and uh, I grew up – with a whole VHS tape in my parents' house of, of uh, movies they had, uh, had you know, taped over for when you could do that with two VCRs. Yes. Yep. I think that's how I, I saw that. Poltergeist. That's how I saw Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So good. That, oh, Evil Dead, Ghostbusters, yeah, those were it. Uh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that, uh, the original one, that gave me nightmares. Like, all so many that and uh, Stephen King's It, mm. uh, the, original, the TV miniseries. Yes. That was awesome. Such good stuff. Such good stuff. I saw, too, I saw you did a little acting with uh, CJ Creech. Um, I think he said it was a um, Walking Dead-themed commercial. Oh, yeah. Yep, that, that's it. Uh, <laughs> and this was about time flies, but, yeah, I guess this has been it's been about a year and a half now or something like that. Uh, we did a we did a commercial for uh, uh, a tourist thing that they did to carry people to to different locations and uh, that's how I met that's how I met CJ uh, the nicest dude in the world I know you guys had him on on here before as well and, yeah. and this is how this came to fruition yes is through him love him he's a great dude yep. he is uh, we cool. uh, yeah we met there and. Uh, Tried to get his number. He said, "He said it's just it ain't gonna happen." You know, <laughs> he had a stalker. He had somebody get his number and use him as a job reference. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> That's probably why he doesn't give his number out. <laughs> he, said my, he said my beard wasn't manly enough. He said if I, if I got to put a razor to it and trim it down each week, then get the hell out that of is, here. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> Oh man, Josh! I did see though you you perform live a lot, right? I do. I, this has become something uh, that, uh, thankfully, is, is a full time gig. But I mean, it's just like working, uh, stocking stuff on a shelf at a grocery store. Like it's a it's a it makes the ends meet. Like I don't have a whole lot of money to do things outside of pay bills, but I get to do what I love to do. That's great. Uh, where's your favorite place to perform? Uh, a place called Leopold, uh, Leopoldo's downtown Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, it's a uh, pizza shop and uh, they, their pizza's amazing. But it's the reason I like that place so much is everyone plays uh, outside of the venue there, right there in the square. So you got three other bars that are just uh, right around there that just all come together right there. So you just get this big old drunk crowd that <laughs> want to get down and have a good time. That's and cool. It's crazy. Nice. I was going to ask too, um, as a musician, do you, um, do you come up with lyrics before or do you come up with the music before you write a song? Um, nine times out of 10, I'll, I'll, uh, grab the guitar and I'll find the music first, uh, something that, that I'm digging. And then as the music comes first and then I guess 
the tone of the music, whatever vibe it's given off, uh, I kind of write off of that. That's awesome. Um, depending on the music. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, I know some people, uh, some, some songwriters, uh, they'll make it like an exercise to at least write a song a day, like just to, to stretch that creative muscle. I'm a little different. Um, if the mood doesn't strike me to do it, I never, I don't never wake up and go, I'm going to write me a song today. And like, and this is what it's going to be about. I never have any idea what I'm going to be going after. And I don't never know when that mood's going to strike me, but, uh, that's the way I do it. I don't think there's no right or wrong, but that's just the way I go about it. The mood's got to hit me right. It gotta be, something's got to be going on. Yeah. To, I feel after. Yeah, I feel I like that's a better right, way yeah, to go. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like writing every day, you're just going to burn yourself out and yeah. you're probably just going to start writing crap and thinking it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I do that every day, it's going to end up being like, I'm through with standing in lines of clubs and never get in the bottom of the nine. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, every album sounds the same. <laughs> 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 nope. uh. As a musician too, who has um, influenced you the most? Um, I would definitely. This is a band that that I grew up with. Um, I love some Switchfoot. I just think he's a very great lyricist. Uh, the music can be weak at times and stuff, but just, just I'm a lyric guy. And uh, as far as lyrics and stuff, them uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I love the Cars. Uh, Tom Petty, um, and newer stuff too. Like I, I, the 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 stuff now that's been inspiring me. There's a new band out called Dreamers. They're an indie band. Uh, cool. I like them a lot. Uh, the Wombats. Uh, just the list goes on. I I'm all over the place with uh, with what I listen to. What what I grew up with was uh, as far as teenager and stuff. I. I was all about Seether and Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, uh, all, all of them. Kind of had a thing for the darkness too, <laughs> even though they were uh, they were cheesy, but they knew they were cheesy. Like, and that that's the thing. Like, they they were in on the joke. They were just a fun band. <laughs> yes, I love that. Josh, could you perform something for us? Oh, absolutely. Let's see. Cool. Um, Air, Airways, uh, what you were playing uh, right before I came on, uh, me and my buddy, uh, Charlie Hudgens, uh, I call him a buddy. He's more of a brother, me and him. Have, uh, and the reason I call him a brother is because just like a brother, we've had our ups and downs, uh, been, you know, super close and super distant, you know, just like family. But I say all that to say we, we did a, a video for this song. It's going to be out Saturday. Um, and the, even the song came out a year ago, so was t some people are going to be like, waiting a little late there, ain't you? But this song, uh, is still building steam today. Like I released a, a single in, in July and, uh, it did good. I got a good response off of it, but nothing ever, uh, ever really tops this song. This is the one everyone knows and it continues to, to build. And I've had a, a few people go. You need to make like a legitimate video for that song. Is that's the one? And uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And we 
went out this past weekend and we did like uh it, it's sort of it's like a slasher almost that the the concept of the video is uh it's really it's executed really well and we i think we avoided the cheese factor because you know it's very easy to get it's very easy to go into a cheese territory trying to do something like that but we didn't take it too serious and we didn't get too goofy either we try to make it as realistic as possible without the dramatics and I, I think it'll be cool but yeah shout out to charlie hudgens for uh filming that video for me uh it, it's going to release saturday may, maybe friday uh might might just go ahead and put it out but nice. yeah, it's called airwaves and here it is cool <laughs>
I love just the change up in the guitar on that song. Like, oh, that's the first you. thing I noticed, and I just I admired because it's such a different, it's such a different change in, in the music when when you start and then when it goes into the other parts. Like, it's it's amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I had to um, kind of fight for it a little bit to get it that way because the guy who recorded me, um, he he didn't want to uh, go with the time change and I wasn't purposefully doing it or anything. Uh, at the time I was naive of the fact I was just kind of playing how I felt it. But, yeah. uh, yeah, there's a time change between that verse and chorus. And, yes. That's one of the things I noticed too, is like you, you really like when you're playing, I can tell that you really feel it out and like, you're really into it, which is awesome. Like sometimes you see guitars that are just like kind of bored by their own song, but you had like a lot of energy and, and yes. really, really into it. That there was, was awesome. a couple of times I looked at the at the screen when yeah. you were doing it. I was like, "Yeah, man." Yeah, like you were just in the zone. It was yes. awesome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I, I sure do appreciate it. Um, I, I I do. I try to I try to play with my heart. I try to get out of my head. Um, when I first started playing it, uh, the intro and the and the ending, and it's still something that sometimes I'll slip up on. I'll just be so into it and uh. And you know, kind of, kind of slip up on the intro or the ending uh, of playing it. But uh, the nine times out of ten, I'm just like, don't overthink it, and just, and just, and just go. And um, you know, I, I'm, I'm my own worst critic. I think everybody is. Yeah. But, yes, um, I agree. I, I agree. totally agree. Totally agree. You could, do, you could do it perfectly. Even uh, one, one of your shows, like freaking nail it and you know and step away and go man i should have done this but i should have said this like yes. that's the way it is playing for why me. didn't i say that that joke like that should yeah. have been instant for me yes i used to do that and that's why i don't listen to, i don't I listen don't back listen. as much <laughs> yeah, as I, used to. I never listen back <laughs> as much. Yeah, every, uh, yeah yeah because you'll pick out every little yep Thank somebody else that nobody even noticed will be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> or it could be a whole amazing show, and then the last guest didn't call, and I'm like, that was the worst show ever. And no, yeah, it wasn't. It was a great show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I listened. I was listening to some old episodes uh, this past week, and you guys got an incredible show. It, it's funny, uh, and it's something that Atlanta kind of sorely miss misses because they're everything is uh went to uh uh like it's just like i don't know they used to like the 99x back in the day when they were alive and kicking they had just the funniest program like it uh it was funny vulgar and just amazing and nowadays it's like you got tiptoe everywhere uh, <laughs> yes uh... I, i've had uh one of my cousins told me that he's like yeah nobody talks like you guys anymore and like i feel like we do it uh, classy, like you know, like yeah, we do. We push it, but we also do it with a wink and a nod. Like, oh yeah, every I, I think you guys do a great job. I, I had a conversation. With one of my friends is, uh, uh, you know, people getting offended and stuff about certain things, and like, and and it's one of those things where uh, it's not offensive until it is. Like, 
we're, we're, we as humans are, are hypocrites. We're hypocritical. Like mm-hmm. if, uh, if you, if you make a joke about something and, uh, and, uh, and no one, you, you, it doesn't hit home or anything. That's funny. what I was going to say. But when it hits home, joke, that's when yeah, it becomes a problem. That's when it does. But if it don't, it's all, it's all fun. It's, it's funny. Yes. So yeah, we, we are hypocrites. Every, everyone is. And yeah, I, I never intend, I never intended to hit home, but if it does, you know, like, I don't know. I feel people used to, you know, walking off more where nowadays everybody's, oh, yeah. everybody's just going to make a scene. Like, yeah, I know. I didn't mean to, to touch on that, but it happens. It does. It does. Just got to learn. We all got to learn to laugh and quit taking ourselves so serious because, yep. yeah, yeah. Laugh, have fun, laugh, laugh at yourself. We were talking on, uh, I don't know if it was on break or whatever earlier, but just the political climate climate nowadays is just insane, it's, yeah, Josh. It's ridiculous. Like, I know. I'm just like, whoa. Like, I, I just kind of step back and step away because like, I don't yeah. Even not saying nothing now is almost saying something. Like, So you don't have an opinion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's and wrong with you? Yeah. Rob has yeah. A, you have Rob has said that he's been attacked on Twitter. Like, called what have you been called? Oh, like I a, got called a um a feminazi for <laughs> defending a female who is on our show and, a, and she's wow. my best friend. Like, yeah, somebody attacked her, so I went at them and uh, yeah, I was called a feminazi for that. <laughs> feminazi. I, wow, for standing up that for like a, one that woman. That sounds like a badass Halloween costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hitler in a skirt. That's what I. That's what I am. I'm Hitler in a skirt, Josh. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. That, that when I that when I worked at Publix before before the music thing beca- uh, became a thing. Uh, uh, I don't know how much you know about people who work there, but guys can't have their hair past their neck. No facial hair. Um, you can have a mustache, but that's it. And uh, that's it. And uh, so I thought. I'd grow a little soul patch, and, and and they were like, nope. So at that point, I just I just wanted to be an asshole. Did and, you go and, for the Hitler mustache? I did. <laughs> yep, that's it. I did. That's I, took my I took my ex-girlfriend's mascara, painted it black, and, and boom. Walked in there with it. Did they like it? I bet you got a, a promotion for that. <laughs> they carried me right to the top. No, they, the, 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 uh, CEO of Publix, Josh Ferguson. The manager, the manager said, uh, he sounded like George W. Bush. He's like, he's so awkward walking up because he's not a non-confrontational guy. He's like, uh, Josh, uh, we, uh, we can't have any, uh, trims. That's a, yeah. He can't have trims. I didn't know it was a trim, but yes, it was. <laughs> it counts as a trim. <laughs> Man, I, I would ask to see that in the guidelines, in the company guidelines. Yeah, no, tr- no trans. <laughs> it's got Hitler with like a slash through him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Josh, we have to wrap this up to you, but it has been a great time yeah. talking to you, man. Oh, you, you guys too. You got, I've, I've had a blast. I honestly have. Cool. Thank you for, uh, for having me. Thank you. Thanks for coming Thank on, you dude. So much, I've had a good time. Where can everybody find you? Thank you. Um, Facebook uh, is uh, facebook.com/slash Josh Ferguson official, and um, uh, 
as far as YouTube, just uh, youtube.com slash Josh Ferguson and got a bunch of videos and uh, silly stuff up on there that they can find. And uh, last name's kind of hard to spell. It's P-U-R-G-A-S-O-N. A lot of people think it's P-U-R, but P-U-R-G-A-S-O-N. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you, guys. Y'all, y'all have a great one. Great you, show tonight. You too, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Josh. Josh. So cool. cool. Yep. So cool. I'll play another Josh. I think it's more Josh. Yeah, it's on his. Uh, it's on his. Uh, what, do, what do I have this? What is this called? SoundCloud? No. Spotify. It's on his Spotify. All right. It is Yin to my Yang, and we will be back with Isaac Thorne. Yes. Hey, Slambo. Yeah. You want to see some cool shit, bro? Mm-hmm, yeah. Then get ready to embrace the weird at embracetheweird.design and check out everything they have to offer. Embrace the Weird has stuff like uh, women's and men's clothes of all sorts, wall paintings, skateboards, and more. And they also have the artwork uh, from the genius mind and hands of Brian A. Bernard. So go right now to embracetheworld.design. Ah, sorry. Fuck. You're going you're gonna to fix this. I know. It's embracetheweird.design and check it out, bro. Yeah! This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. Oh, yes. Isaac oh, is shit. on. Isaac. Isaac's on. Isaac Thorne. Hey, guys. What's up, dude? That was, an, that was an interesting intro there. I don't think I've ever come into music before. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was trying to be on, but I missed I missed it. Oh, Isaac Thorne. How you been, brother? I've been doing all right. I've been cool. doing all right. I'm I'm uh, I'm concentrating really hard trying to to win the Powerball tomorrow since I uh, I didn't win the Mega Millions today. Oh, you you, you got it, dude. You got it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we deserve a cut. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Remember, absolutely. you if You're, you win, it, it's. I was gonna say, if you win, you only won because you were on the Robin Slim show and the I night said before. You got it, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You're my, you're my good luck. <laughs> yes. Isaac, how you doing? Are, are you working on a new book? I am working on a novel. I last time we talked, I was telling you guys that um, I had written a chapter of a novel years ago and and had never gone back to it yes. and. After we talked last time, I I sat down and went back to it. I've been pounding on it for about six weeks now, and I've almost got a first draft done. So, cool. so I'm that, feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, you also said you were working on like other people's stuff. You were um, was it editing or uh, something like yes. that for other people? Yeah, yeah, I was doing some editing. I I got that um, out of the way. So. Uh, so I'm, I was ready to get back to my own stuff for a while. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say that's got to be, it's got to make you itch to just go to your yeah. own stuff. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and when you're, when you're doing editing for somebody you're and you're reading their work and, and you get to these scenes where you're like, well, you know, I would have done this or yes. I would have done that. And you, yeah. and you, instead of editing, you kind of start to rewrite in your head and, yeah. uh, and, you know the bug comes back. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What um I was gonna ask you too, as a horror author and mm-hmm. as a person, have you ever had any um uh, supernatural experience? Supernatural. I'd I would. 
I, I did a piece for um, a, a horror therapy for Bleeding Critic a couple of years ago where I talked about a night when I was a kid that that something happened. And I don't really think it was supernatural. I think it was probably some and it, other than this. I've never experienced anything like sleep paralysis. But yeah. But I would guess that that's probably what this was. I mean, I was I was little. I was probably barely in school, and and I remember um, waking up and I was able to see a, um, a a closet door, you know, from where I was laying, and out of this closet door, this empty pair of blue jeans walked. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like something out of a cartoon. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And and it would take a few steps and then it would vanish. And then I would look back at the closet and it'd walk out again. And it was just like repetitive over and over and over again. Oh wow. And uh yeah. And I think it was that same night that I actually literally saw a cartoon chipmunk standing in the room with me uh speaking of cartoons so i i I don't know if you know i don't know if it was sleep paralysis or somebody had slipped something into my juice cup or what yeah you like the scooby-doo stamp i know how it was back then right yeah (laughs) Yeah. i remember uh, as a kid though yeah i saw something like demonic looking and i stayed up i stayed up until sunrise and it was a shadow from like a trophy on my wall like that's what oh it was. My God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you're a kid your imagination can can run wild with you like that especially in the dark yes i mean you see a pattern on a uh on curtains or on wallpaper or something and it, it looks like a face and uh yeah and you can just uh you can spook yourself yeah, absolutely. I, I remember a kid, and I remember this very like vividly of seeing um, my cat, but like multiple versions of my cat, like three or four of my cat unrolling like um, toilet paper, really like slowly and on a loop, and it made me sick. And I, I don't know why I remember that or why I saw that, but yeah, that's. <laughs> it sounds like a great YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about it, I feel dizzy and like sick. <laughs> so were these were these multiple versions simultaneously, or were yes. you just seeing like this this thing over and over again? What were the versions? It was like, like I patch cat and like <laughs> no, well, I say versions, but it was all like the same cat. And I, I actually think he was moving like very quickly and just like unrolled this toilet paper smoking and i just remember cat and, and, <laughs> and uh so you weren't you weren't seeing like acid cat no <laughs> it was just like it was my same cat but multiple times and i just remember it being like bright it Bob was like Marley the middle cats. it was the middle of the day and I, I i like vividly remember seeing this and feeling sick wow <laughs> that's exciting so got issues <laughs> wow that's all i got well say. and then actually my sister had a whole week where she was seeing shit like she would see like floating heads and she would just start fucking screaming wow. like she and oh. she told us later she would see like three or four heads and it turned out she had like a hundred a uh, deg- hundred degrees fever or whatever. Oh, like it was, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> people, right. people with the urinary tract infections see weird shit like really? that. I, oh, I've, I've heard that. I've heard when elderly, when when people get yeah. almost, like senile, they don't know they have one, and they see shit like that. 
Yeah, and it's it's always something weird like that, like a floating head, disembodied head or something. Whoa. And whoa, you wonder why why is your why is your urinary tract tied to seeing floating? <laughs> why does your pee why hole you... make you see that? <laughs> why, yeah. why is everybody seeing a floating head? What does that without mean? without antibiotics? <laughs> that's all you see. <laughs> Give me some Cipro. I don't want to see this shit anymore. <laughs> Oh, really, just God. we're really just surrounded by floating heads, and that's you only see them when you, you have a them. urinary tract infection. When it burns, <laughs> yeah, it burns. that's it. The UTI <laughs> opens the portal. <laughs> the great floating head dimension. <laughs> Disqualified. <Wow. laughs> Show me what you got. Good job. <laughs> wow. I I can't follow that. <laughs> uh, Isaac, what do you have planned for Halloween? Halloween, um I am going to I'm going to try to marathon all the the previous Halloween movies and okay. then um take a bunch of people out to see the new one. Nice. I was going to ask if you saw the new one yet. I have not seen it yet. I I was so close to going on Sunday, and um, and then I I kind of decided, you know, I I don't want that preview. I've been planning to to take people to go see it on Halloween, <sighs> and I didn't want the preview of it. I I want the experience, you know, with the crowd. So. Yeah. I love it. So uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is a spoiler for you, but you said you're going to marathon all the movies. You know this is only a sequel to the first movie, right? Ooh. Yeah, the the marathon is more of a celebration. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Michael yeah, is my favorite I, of uh, horror uh, creatures because he could happen. He could happen. Yeah, it's... absolutely. And that that's one thing that always bothered me about the, the sequels from 4 onward is – in part two, he and and Loomis explode, and he walks out, you know, in flames. And how do you? And he's been shot in both eyes. <laughs> so you know, how do you come back from that? For, yeah. Before they never really bothered to to explain that. So I was actually glad that this one, you know, is is retconning um, everything from the moment he goes over the balcony. Okay, because um, I've never seen. I mean, I've seen the original. I saw the one they made like in the early two thousands, and I've seen <clears> the the one Rob Zombie. I've never what, seen yeah. any of the others. The uh, I I don't really care for the Rob Zombie remakes. I know a lot of people like the first one. I the, love the, the first second one. I never saw the yeah, second because second... I heard it had a bad rap. Yeah, the second one's kind of kind of panned, but um, my my big problem with the first one was the backstory um, focus on Michael. I liked the the mystery. Oh, see, I love seeing Michael what Myers. made him that that right that sociopath and that's, that he was. Yeah, that's that's the difference. I mean, uh, there there you have the people who enjoy sympathizing with with Michael. Yeah. From Rob Zombie version and and then there's yeah. the people like me who who don't really want to sympathize and sympathize with him. They just they want the monster. Yeah. You know, holy. So I kind of felt the same way about was it Rob Zombie who did the Freddy one too, the Nightmare on Elm Street? Did he do No, I don't that? think he did that, but I did I love the Freddy. I yeah, love the I, Freddy. I don't know. I feel the same way that I, Isaac 
feels because they gave him a backstory I and went deeper into the character. That, yes. I like just him being a monster. <laughs> wow. See, now I loved it. I loved you seeing that he was a creep. He was a fucking pedophile and they burned him alive. Like, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, well, and at least at least you didn't sympathize with Freddy. No, no. <laughs> I was like, I want to fucking burn this guy. I want to fucking yeah. I want to be in that. <laughs> burning freddy group i also have a story i don't know if you, you you're a taker isaac but i feel this could go anywhere i feel like there's a guy named slim who has a roommate who watches him work out <laughs> i knew that was gonna get brought up at some point and his name might be like sleepy, sleepy lucas. lucas i don't know i don't know it could, could be you could change the name but <laughs> I, hope, I hope he's not on break at work and watching this. I was watching you, Slim. <laughs> you it was do, very, you it, do a great sleepy Lucas. He does. It was very <laughs> odd, Isaac. I was working out with my cousin. Uh, we were doing P90X. Last week, like a, right? A, yeah, it was like an hour long workout. Doing um, what did we do? Uh, I forget what day it was. It might have been like chest and back. And he was just standing in the corner, just watching us the entire time. Oh, it wasn't on the couch. He was no, he was standing. He was standing right here, right in front of his door, just oh, watch, not watching the TV, like watching us. And I'm just like trying to ignore that he's there. I would have shaken my I ass. After, after he left, like, my cousin didn't bring it up, so I was like, all right, I guess it's no big deal, like, whatever. And then the next day, we're working out, and my cousin goes, hey, where's uh, Lucas? And I was like, he's working, and he's like, why was he just watching oh, us? Oh, I was going to say, why isn't he? I, I like what he watches. I'm I, I like, I doing dude. a little harder was, when he watches. But, but then, like, later in the week, like, me and Sleepy Lucas, are, are, we are friends. We went out for lunch, and he uh, he did. Why ex- don't you work out, he did He did express uh, interest in trying P90X. Oh. So maybe he was watching to kind of understand. Watching to jerk off, to watch, <laughs> to understand, to work out. We, we get it. Sleepy Lucas, I, you're complex. I can under I can understand the creep factor there, though. I can understand that. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah, yeah, you don't want somebody just watching you while you're it's working. It's socially out. wrong. <laughs> I actually that happened to me in a, a hotel uh, gym once. I was I I run, and when I'm traveling, I use the the treadmills in the the hotel fitness centers and. I was running on on this one, um, and there was a a mirror in front of me, so I could see what was behind me. Yes. And I I happened to look up in this mirror at one point, and and there was this woman standing outside the door. It was glass door, standing outside the door, just watching me run. And I I was looking at her. She was looking at me, and it just went on. <laughs> And on and on. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't know whether to stop and leave or what do you do? You know, right? you, you wave or go fast. You just ignore that she's watching <laughs> and just keep doing what you're doing. Yep, this isn't happening. That's what I did. <laughs> this isn't real. It's just a dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Isaac, could you read us something? Absolutely. I I thought that I might read from Nobody Was Here tonight. Um this is the this was the the pretty much the story that started it all for me. I I wrote it and and put it out there 5 years ago and and this was the the beginning of everything. So if you guys want to hear it, I'll read from that one. Absolutely. That sounds great. All right. Let me know when you're ready. 
Whenever you're ready, I'm hitting the mics right now. All right. Nobody was here. He'd never had to pee so bad in his life. The whoosh-bang of the heavy steel door when it struck the tile-covered back wall of the men's room exploded like a shotgun report in his ears. He'd shoved it hard. In its wake came wafts of urine, feces, and a mixture of various types of room deodorizers. Something else hung there, too. A sweeter chemical smell that left a foul taste in the back of his throat. Mold and mildew remover? He decided that he didn't care. He grabbed at the front of his pants and had one panicked moment when he couldn't find the zipper slider. Then the familiar little metal rectangle fell between the thumb and index finger of his right hand. He held his breath and yanked on it, snatching his zipper down with too much force. It made a smallish rip sound when he hit bottom. Most likely, he had torn a stitch in the crotch of his threadbare dockers. He decided that he didn't care about that either. A second later, he completed the launch sequence, narrowly avoiding a drizzle down his own leg. Eight ounces of coffee and 16 ounces of bottled water ripped out of him like a water jet from the end of a fire hose. He wanted to scream, and nearly did, but the pain of the explosive exit had already subsided by the time the first drops hit the porcelain back of the urinal. The sound of his waterfall reverberated throughout the restroom. It filled his ears, drowning the mellow and tinkling strains of Robert Plant's Ship of Fools, which happened to be playing at an equally mellow volume through the little circle-shaped speakers that were embedded in the ceiling throughout the fast food restaurant that called itself Big Burger. Reed leaned his head backward, resting the back of his skull at the tips of his shoulder blades. He shivered. He sucked a long drag of the restroom air into his lungs and then let it out in a series of three abrupt coughs, choking again on that strangely sweet chemical aroma. Then he opened his eyes and glared at the ceiling. Damn them, he thought. Damn them and their damn bellies. He had wanted to stop an hour previous, when the pressure on his bladder had been urgent but tolerable. They, his lovely wife Rita and her spoiled brat Chase, had put up a fight about it. I'm hungry, the kid had squalled mercilessly from among the trash pile of candy bar wrappers and soda cans he had assembled around himself in the back seat. It was a pile that, Reed admitted to himself, was mostly because of his own bad influence over the boy. But only because Rita insisted on taking these long cross-country hauls to the Gulf every year instead of buying a plane ticket. I want to eat, Chase squealed. Meanwhile, Reed's sweet, understanding spouse bored holes in his skull from her place in the trailblazer's shotgun seat. She had sensed their drift toward the upcoming exit ramp. Don't you dare stop here when our baby needs food, her eyes chastised him. I will not allow him to eat out of a vending machine again. I have to pee, dear, Reed explained. Did he sound defensive? Maybe. And that bothered him. What man never has to pee? He struggled to not sound irritated as well. Really bad. Rita craned her neck so that she could see Chase, who sat directly behind the driver's seat. Daddy needs to go to the bathroom, sweetie, she said in that same sugary baby talk voice she'd used since the lad was born, the one that Reed had asked her to stop using a million times. He's nine, for God's sake. He's not a baby. After Daddy uses the bathroom, we can go find a nice restaurant somewhere, she continued. You don't need another candy bar. In Reed's rearview mirror, Chase's lips contracted into a tight little bow. His eyes narrowed, his nose twisted to the right in that all-too-familiar wind-up to another ear-splitting tantrum. I want to eat now, he wailed. Reed clenched his teeth. His eyes felt like they were bulging out of his head. Rita plugged an index finger into each of her ears and regarded Reed from angry, lidded eyes. 
Reed gripped the trailblazer steering wheel hard enough to create, to create deep stitch prints in the palms of his hands. All right, he shouted. All right, all right, I'll hold it. We'll find a restaurant. Just shut up already. Silence fell upon them. Reed's face felt hot. A prickly sensation crawled down the back of his neck, and he shivered a little in spite of his boiling blood. He glanced at Rita, who gaped back at him with her arms knitted tightly beneath her breasts, her eyes wide and hurt. He felt a spark of shame struggling to ignite within his heart and squashed it. She rarely smiled at him anymore anyway. Why should he feel ashamed? Just because she thinks he should. Behind him, he could hear Chase sniffling, but could no longer see him in the rearview mirror, which meant that the boy had ducked his head in some sulk in that sulking way a child does when a scolding parent finally snaps and says something traumatizing or otherwise life-altering. For that, he supposed he should choose to allow that guilty spark to kindle and burn him a little, but he didn't. An hour later, the Big Burger emblem on one of those blue interstate signs floated into his vision. His need to go immediately became a thousand times more urgent. He veered onto the exit ramp. Rita, who'd been riding with her arms folded, her eyes closed, and her chin resting against her clavicle, suddenly snapped awake. A second blue sign with a second Big Burger icon, this one paired with a thick white arrow that pointed to the left, sped by them. From his peripheral vision, Reed could see Rita glaring at him, her nose twitching. Big Burger, she snapped. Really? He silently vowed not to shout at her. Honey, I really have to go. This is the best we can do. He glanced at her and managed a wry smile. Hey, at least it's not a Snickers joint, right? Rita did not appear to get the joke. She folded her arms on her abdomen and shook her head in that annoying, patronizing way she had. It was a shaming gesture that Chase had learned to imitate at an early age. There you go, folks. There was the main reason the boy had no respect for him. His mother didn't. Right, he answered himself. It came out as a hoarse grunt. He had swung the trailblazer into a handicapped parking space and leapt out, barely managing to snatch the key from the ignition before his feet hit the pavement. He had not bothered to wait for Rita, whom he could barely hear above the sound of his own running feet as she attempted to wake Chase from another sugar-induced stupor. Damn them, he thought again. Damn them in their bellies. The remaining few drops of his morning beverages splashed with a point sound into the yellow-tinted water pooled at the bottom of the urinal. Reed sighed. He waited for a few more seconds, squeezing and then relaxing his bladder to ensure that every drop was gone. Blessed relief washed over him. For an instant after, the warm and sensual aroma of Big Burger fries penetrated and overpowered the reek of the men's room. His stomach rumbled in response, reminding him that he hadn't eaten anything since breakfast. This was as good a time as any for a lunch break, he supposed, especially since Chase was going to eat. Then again, a nice big glob of a BB lunch would require an equally hulking portion of carbonated water and flavoring to wash it down, and that would naturally lead to another in intense need to release somewhere down the line, probably at a time that was least convenient for Her Majesty and most wine-inducing for His Highness. Maybe I'll skip it then, he mumbled to the restroom wall. Rather be hungry than have to deal with that. From elsewhere in the restroom came a low, drawn-out reply. Deal with what, dude? Reed started. The sudden movement managed to shake out one more drop of urine before he closed everything up and reached for his fly slider, which was now buried in the folds of fabric at the very bottom of the crotch of his dockers. He worked the slider out of the fabric and gave it a quick tug. The zipper would not budge. Shit! 
A burst of laughter sounded from behind the chocolate brown wall of the men's room single stall, which stood just to the right of Reed's urinal. Suddenly, the salted fries aroma was again replaced by the stench of bleach and urinal cakes. Reed gagged and placed a steadying hand against the exterior stall wall. He gave up attempting to zip his fly. Whatever. It's not like anybody's going to notice a balding, pudgy 40-something on a grueling family road trip and say, hmm, I think I'll check out his package, and used his free hand to flush the urinal. Whoosh, the voice in the stall echoed playfully. Reed squared his shoulders. He swallowed against the urge to retch and summoned his authoritative voice, the one that used to work on Chase before Rita had managed to strip away any sense of instinctual respect the boy might have had for his father. Who's there? No answer. I said, who's there? Laughter again, then, nobody, dude. Nobody. The last syllable came out in a snake-like hiss. It didn't bounce off the restroom tile so much as it crawled, like the rotten black fingers of a reanimated corpse clawing its way out of chilly October earth. It slithered into Reed's ear, all the way down to the canal, and, and stabbed at his limbic system with bony, ragged fingernails. Next came the thick clunk of the stall door's lock bolt sliding out of its keeper, followed closely by the creak and groan of door hinges in sore need of a good dousing of WD-40. Finally, a series of slaps beat a leisurely measure against the restroom's ceramic tile floor. It was the sound of a man walking in cowboy boots, perhaps, or maybe a pair of ring tips. Damn his fly! His hunger, his newly emptied bladder, and the accusatory sign on the wall reminding him to use good hygiene and thoroughly wash his hands. Suddenly, all Reed Reese wanted to do was run. The end. Wow. That's awesome so because everyone can relate to that. I'm yes, like, that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> yes, if you already you feel so a little, hurts. and you also feel a little, at least I feel a little anxious when I'm taking a piss in a public place, like yeah. all the time. I so. try to make sure, yeah, nobody's going to be able to be around. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, in men's rooms, men's rooms, it's particularly anxiety inducing because a lot of them have the urinals there just, you know. Out in the open, yes. no dividers between them or yes. anything like that. So I've been at uh, like uh, concerts where I'm like, I'm waiting for a stall, like because I don't I don't want to be next to anyone else. Absolutely. I I remember one time just not really thinking. I, I was at a movie theater and I took, and this is the worst thing. You never do this when there's three urinals. You don't take the middle one. And I did and watched every single person, every single guy that came in went into a fucking closed off toilet instead of standing next to and me. And Slim never came this. so hard in his life. <laughs> <laughs> but you instinctively, like if there's a guy pissing, yeah. you try to space yourself. You'll never be the middle, <laughs> Slim. Come on. Come on. That's a, it's, it's urinal etiquette. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac, thank you so much. We have to wrap this up, dude. I can't believe it went so fast. Absolutely. You are a time twister. Isaac. Yes. <laughs> He's a know. time manipulator. <laughs> Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Isaac R. Thorne, and that's Thorne with an E, um, at my website, IsaacThorne.com. Um, Facebook and Instagram is also Isaac R. Thorne. Awesome. Thank you for tolerating us for so many years. Yeah, he's been a, <laughs> oh, hey, been a I champion. Love <laughs> I right. love it. I, I listen to you guys every time, every week. 
That's thank awesome. you, brother. Thank I know. You. I always enjoy it when I see that you tweeted that you're listening. Like that always, <laughs> that always makes me feel feel like I'm in a urinal. <laughs> in the anxious, anxious and uncomfortable. <laughs> no, thank you, Isaac. Thank you, thank you for all the support over the years, brother. Absolutely, no problem. Have a good one. Have Isaac. a good one, and happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. See you, Isaac. Cool. Oh, we'll be back. We won't. No, we won't. The John, John and John will. The Johns will be here. <laughs> yes. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, and needed something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend, check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) This is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Roadkills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. Roadkills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting. For you. Enjoy the ride. To the Robin Slim Show. Hey kids, show me on me where they touched you. Red, white, and you. Hello. Hi, breakup. Yes. How are you? We are just getting started. I will um play our intro. We are John and John. I'm John. And I'm John. Uh, 
I will play our intro and we will get started. Um, let me see. I just have to find it. Here we are. What do you get when a staunch Republican and a left-wing liberal work through their differences and do a podcast? You get red, white, and you with John and John. Breka, you are a children's author, correct? That's right. Is it religious books that you write? Um, well, first I was writing books, uh, Jewish books, and now I write books um, that have universal messages, children's books. That's and also, um, I recently, my, my memoir was published, the story about my life and um, overcoming food addiction. Oh, oh, yes. Plenty of people, I, I feel, would, uh, would connect with that. Yep, it's true. What What is an example of a universal message? Okay, great question. Well, um, like one book uh, is Where is God? It's about a little boy who's searching for where is God and what he discovers. Um, another book is called I Want to Be Famous. And, and oh. this book, um, and, and I want to say, oh, where is God is basically a very common question that children ask. So I would, really? I would, I would always a, wonder okay. that. Like, where is yeah. it? I don't, I lean, like, uh, I'm kind of like, I, I lean to the left, and I, I don't, like, it's not that I don't believe in God. I don't think we should be forcing it. Like, it kind of sounds like you're forcing it on children, and I don't feel like you should be forcing children to believe in God. I feel like you should. They need to, to know. They God. need to have the fear instilled in them. <laughs> Well, well, I'm not forcing it. Um, it. I'm bringing up the idea because when I grew up, um, my father didn't believe in God, and mm. this is something I was always wondering about. So you didn't child. like your father because he didn't believe in God. You thought that was oh, wrong. Oh, I, I really love love my father. He was awesome, but um, you know, he just wasn't into. He thought he thought the Bible was a bunch of fairy tales, and um, yeah, I kind of feel that way. Yeah, it's how. What? That's I, how I kind John of feel. Feels. Yeah, I kind of feel it's all. I, I feel uh, John like, doesn't agree with me. I don't. But. I feel like we should have school prayer. Right. Dif different views on this. Well, different strokes um, for different folks. I, I think that I, I think it's fantastic that you guys are doing this. Like with your different views, this is amazing. I um I just think um I I'm writing the kind of books I wished I had as a child, which bring up these questions and um. I think it's a, a, a wonderful thing because people, children just think about this kind of thing a lot. They, they do. They wonder, they wonder that. It. They ask that kind of stuff. What was that? They ask that kind of stuff. They always wonder. Those... Right. You can always just right. stop the wondering by telling them there's no God because that's kind of just the truth. But that's... That's facts. I oh, mean, well, people on the right always want to throw facts at me. There's a fact at you. There's no gods. This is very interesting. So do, do you consider yourself an atheist? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because, like, I, I, when I started Stats. learning about Judaism, um, there was this rabbi that um, really blew my mind. He really opened up my way of thinking. And he would say, if he met someone that called themselves an atheist, he would go, wow, I never met an atheist, because 
um, it's like really exciting to meet someone that knows there's no God in the world. I agree. Are you, I, are I, you I insulting me? Are God you telling me I'm less? God bless I'm, America. I'm, you're just saying I'm lesser than everyone else. He's like that. Sounds like yes. I no, agree. no. It's like break. it's like really interesting so to meet idiots. a person that knows there's no God. Like, like, how do you know? This is the truth. No how do you know so much, John? Because it's on the internet. <laughs> I mean, if there you was know, a God, like, everybody's life would be perfect. Like, why would you have a shitty life? You wouldn't. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to curse. I apologize. Oh, oh, well, I mean, I, that's a really kind of um, kind of boring God, you know, to think about a God like that. That sounds like um, a life of just... Like, he like has a purpose. He just really just is, is a vessel. I just feel like that God, like I the feel God like that Satan people is tricking you, and, and no, I just feel like that people, like you. people that talk about this fictional God, they just want to control you, and I don't think it's right to control people. Control? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I okay. This is all about. I, mean, I, I think that's really what all the Christian religion is really just about controlling people. That's what you have to do. Oh, you mean you have to do that because otherwise people will be evil? Is you have to control you people or else they're going to think. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Like people guy. need to be free. Just like, like John the Baptist anybody. was J-O-H-N. He spells his name without an H. I feel like he's trying to remove I don't know why you're always insulting me like for the way I spell my name. Like like, that really... like you've removed the H from your name just like removing an Adam's apple. First of all, Adam my parents gave me that name. Ate of the apple because of Eve sinning. Women are evil. <laughs> that is sexist as hell. It's in the it's biblical. Do you it's understand biblical. that, John? You understand what hell is? I'm sure you do because that's biblical. Yes, and I'm not that's, going there. Well, you're going to I've hell been because I'm you're God a racist. You're you. homophobic. You, it's the way of the Lord. Our Lord. Sexist. Mm. Can you believe this guy? Are you guys joking? I don't know if this is for real or you're joking. I can't. I can't tell, <laughs> but um, well, I'll just keep talking. Yes, okay. that's what I. So expected. another 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 children's book I wrote is called "I Want to Be Famous," and, and this book is about um, a child who is just like seeking seeking acclamation from outside God. of himself, or like and, Corey Haim. I still kind of feel well, like you're going back to the God thing, like you're trying to push religion on people. Okay, so push religion on people. I mean, I am introducing the concepts. I don't oh, see it as pushing. You just because plant the seeds. If I write the book, they don't have to read the book, you know. I mean, it's it's making it available. But you do I, want people to read it, though, right? And you are trying to achieve something with the book. Yeah, right. I am trying to open minds to this well, idea. Force I'm kids into believing in, to God. No, you just plant the seeds, John. Right, I'm, I'm planting Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> you know, I don't like I, that. I, 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 I would have liked to have known about these ideas when I was a child, and I didn't. So I'm, I'm you're offering th these ideas. Yeah, so do you so think you're? Do, do, do you think your? Do you think your childhood would have been different if you knew these things? Well, I, you know, I had a really great childhood, but later oh, so on, so it was fine without God. Pony rides and rainbows. Right, but later on in my teenage years, that's when the problems started and the eating disorders, which I ah. 
John is a John is a chronic masturbator. He never brings this up, but he Um, I I know. (laughs) I've seen some of his Can we not talk about that? That's personal. I told you that like when it was just you and I hanging out. Like that's this is why I never trust a conservative. I don't know why I'm friends with one. Oh, luckily, I didn't even hear what he said, so don't worry about that. Okay. You're a lucky gal. So, um, <laughs> oh, so, so the idea of um, I want to be famous is that uh, basically he learns after he becomes famous for a short time that it doesn't last that long, and um, I mean usually, and 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 that to get to shine from within, to have the spotlight shining from within, yes, that. That can last forever. Fame so never lasts. It, it only it only fades. What what what? Well, I don't I don't think there should. You have to put it inside you, John. That's <laughs> rude, and I don't For think it's a last. I really don't think uh, I there would, should be I any. Think a, I don't a think. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm trying that. to talk, John. I don't like it when you're interrupting me. Um, what I was trying to say is, I really don't think there should be any person who's famous. I think we should all be famous because that's. <laughs> the point of equality we should all be on the same level so we really should like try to stop people from that's socialism famous. no it's not that's equality yes, well it is equal, it is but so nobody nobody good. shines nobody shines in socialism no everybody shines in socialism that's the point we're all equal we all shine together you know and then the people on top if we you just don't shine to, i don't shine we have to bring if the Trump, people the people Trump that are on top shine, we have we to would shine. you stop interrupting we, me he is our our, our commander in chief. Well, I don't so, know why you're um, laughing. You think I'm funny? Is that what it is? It's interesting. It's just interesting. I, I yes, I've never, I get a little heated never, about these things. You know, I don't know. I've never been on a show like this, and I think it's kind of fascinating that you're doing this. You know, um, having these two different Next views level. together. Yes, are, I are um yeah. I mean, that's the whole point about it is because like. We, we, we do disagree a lot, but we are close friends, but we want the world to see wow. that you can disagree than you can with somebody. Think. You can disagree with somebody and still be a good friend. And still push your head them. into the carpet. I was going to say um, that we have um, hot topics we'd like to touch on. And I would like to bring one of them into the show right now. Yes. And now it's time for tonight's hot topic. Tonight's hot topic... Is birth control. The only birth control is abstinence. Go. No, that's bullshit. Abortion is a great birth control and birth control pills and um, wearing a condom, obviously. But I don't really think you should wear condoms. I think you should just be able to abort your baby or just take some pills so that you don't have a baby. Birth control pills. Did I win? Oh, who's supposed to decide? Oh. <laughs> did you win? Did, did Breka? Who? Did you... What's your opinion on birth control, Breka? Oh my goodness! I have six children, so. Uh... So you don't you, you don't she believe agrees with me. you don't believe I think in abortion? If you, if you if See, it happens, I, I it happens. You deal with that. You have no. I think you should have the choice to you get rid to... of. If you sometimes you mess up. Sometimes you get really drunk. Do some heroin. No. You have sex with somebody and you give them a baby, you should be allowed to kill that baby. A life is a life. It's precious. You should be able to undo your mistakes. 
um, you know, we, we believe that under cer- certain circumstances, abortion is necessary. It is. He's saying. I'm not. Yeah, I'm saying it. I think it, I agree with your breakout. He's I, a I, filthy I, heathen. Usually you, you God types don't agree with me, but I'm, I'm glad to well, see that you do. Like, what do you think? Um, I want to ask you, uh, John, the conservative, if, if, a, if the mother's life is in danger, is abortion needed? Never. Never. You never. That mother's never in so danger. So you're just saying you will let the mother die? A like, mother's how is that, is to have a that's baby. That's messed up. You're a killer. A mother is a loving mother. No you're matter a, a what. You're a racist. You're a sexist. She's not in danger. If she's a in danger, she should have never killer. got pregnant. Her body wouldn't allow her to get pregnant if she couldn't handle it. That's bullshit. Some people don't You're know bullshit. if they're not going to be able to handle it. They can always handle it. You're a murderer. I'm a murderer. A conservative. Red rum. USA stands for us, asshole. Um, the, I, I, if, I, if I understand correctly, I think that the Jewish view is that... Um, if the mother I'm talking about the American country. view. <laughs> but I'm just oh, of course. Yeah, you got to remember, Break Guy, he's racist and he doesn't recognize the Jews as a race and mm-hmm. he's recognizing them as non-American. Or I mean he's recognizing them as a race is what I meant, but they're mm-hmm. Jews. They're, they could be American too. I'm addressing them, but they don't have any, any say in what happens on our land. They're just people. And they should be equal and treated like people like us. Um, so, okay. Now what happens here? <laughs> Tell us more about your books. Um, What's your next book going to be about? So you got famous. You got the, the God forcing one. What's the one after that? Well, there's, I was going to tell you about the invisible book. Okay. That, that It's about... You know, many Wonder people Woman. say I don't, be- I don't believe in God because She's God's an invisible. invisible. I've never seen God, but it's interesting. We believe in I, the book. It's a very simple book, but it just talks about we Doesn't believe in gravity. We believe in time. We believe in electricity. Yeah, but all those things you can measure in science. We can measure gravity. Yeah. What's yeah. We can measure weight, but like, like you can we, test for we, gravity. Some people float. If I hold some up, some people don't are as hold, heavy as you. If I hold up a ball and drop it, that's gravity. Mm-hmm. How do you prove there's a god? You point to the sky. No, you see the effects. You see the effects of gravity, and you see the effects of God. God that's, made the fucking gravity, you asshole. So what's an effect of God? I'm, oh, would you rather around. a non-effect of I mean, God? Look at. Look at Look at nature. Look at look a it. seed. Look at what a seed and an apple can do. I mean, it's... it's an it, apple seed. Did that just come about by accident? That mm, seed? Yeah. That, can, that tiny seed that can make so a tree tiny. come from it? Um, it comes uh, from it. These are amazing I mean, apples are apples. That, that, They're delicious. That, oranges that, are oranges. Grapes are grapes. Like, they seem to indicate... Intelligent design, that's the thing. I feel so, like that's a little bit of a stretch. A stretch? A From stretch. A becoming a tree? That that just happened by accident? Yeah. That a tiny seed? I don't think you just need like a higher... a baby comes I don't, from your, your, your Yeah, thumb. you don't need a higher a being comes out of your dick. to make an apple. You grow an apple tree. 
you 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 don't grow the apple tree. The tree comes from this amazing. Well, no, you plant the seed. Therefore, you've grown the apple tree. Well, you you you, you don't do much, really. You just put it in the ground. Well, you have to water it. Just put it. You in. have to. T- and it it happens. It happens on. You have to tender to it. You, you have to. Te- create, it is tender. You create the apple tree. Yeah, that's you. That's not you a god. You the seed. That's you. You can't just put a seed in the ground and walk away and boom an apple tree. You yes, have to you make can. Sure you do things to, to Why grow do you it. think there's you, you, such you, a problem you with the food can, stamps? You can just put it support. there, and an apple tree can grow because rain will come down. You just put it there, and the nutrients in the soil. Will nourish it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it just happens like that. And like if you ever. But that's nature. Seen... That's not God. It's what? It's nature. I mean, that's things happen. It's not nature, a God. Right. Nature is. Why do we have to say there's a higher being behind all of it? You don't have to say it, but if you think about it, where did all this amazing nature come from? Like, it's kind from of like from the planet um... Earth. From the God. Oh, that's BS. <laughs> Or think about, like, if somebody showed you um, a painting by Van Gogh or Rembrandt, whatever. And said, God and made this? I'd say, no, God didn't paint that. Van God Gogh or Rembrandt or whatever you, painted you it. asshole. Obviously, God didn't paint that. Why would I say that? Right. So you, you show the per- person this painting, and, and the person says, who made that painting? Oh, you say, nobody. God made it's that just, fucking painting. Like, these colors just fell on the painting in this way. It just happened by accident. You would have a hard time believing that. I would. I would, but if they told me Van Gogh painted it, I'd be like, okay, cool. But if they said God painted it, I'd be like, no. Yes, an artist painted that, not can, God. They can't do that without God in their lives, no, it's, John. It's, a, it's an artist that painted it. Shut up, and John. The point, the point is that there, there was, there was an divine intervention. There was, there was. I believe in it. it. There was amazing talent that produced it. It didn't. All yeah, those, there was a person that. who had that Inspired amazing talent that made it. Who wasn't a god? They were a human being. Exactly. Yeah. So, this, so you agree? This, this is there's no this god. Is what we talk about when we see this amazing world, it's very far fetched. We could believe it to believe that it just accidentally happened like this. No, with it no did painting. not. We could believe that, just like the painting just accidentally came about with nobody, nobody really creating it. Hmm. But when we see this amazing world, the same thing. We think there's got to be something behind it. We don't have to think that, I, but we may think there you, must be something behind that. So You are convincing me, Breka. I think you are right. I don't think it was a god, though. I think it was a nerd on a computer. And we're a simulation <laughs> inside of that computer because that's more plausible that a, a human being made us or made the world. <laughs> Not God. God is a, a, a non-human being. This is what we happens were. when you let liberals think. Right. <laughs> I, I, Why do you always so have you to think, insult me? Because you just hate everyone. So you think it's more plausible that a nerd on the computer made us? Uh-huh. Yeah. And who made the computer? I mean, this is... The Jews make the computers. What? The Jews. A guy in another simulation made the computer. <laughs> so that's the thing. You know, I mean, it's kind of far-fetched. We could, we could make up those kind of stories. But I think... But you me, made up your own seems, story. It's, it, yeah, the it right seems, story. It seems, it's harder to believe that kind of stuff than, than to believe that there's some really unknown, ama- you know, Amazing way beyond our thinking entity. Amazing motherfucker out there. 
that created all this. So, um, I, 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 again, I wasn't brought up to believe in God, but yeah. through my own thinking, I, this is what him. I've come to. From my I'm not thinking. understanding though. Like you grew up to be a, a very successful woman without God, so why would you want to force other people to need a God <laughs> in their life? Why, why would I think I've done all this without God? That, that's, that doesn't make sense. Well, you me. said you grew up without one. It doesn't so make sense. Doesn't your childhood kind of dollars. affect... Oh, as a child, I... I, I Had no God. I, it wasn't that God didn't exist, but, my, you know, my father was saying that he didn't believe in God. Or he, he didn't say he didn't believe in God. He was agnostic. He wasn't sure. He didn't... He said, I don't know. You know, I don't really know. And, but the, the stories in the Bible seem like fairy tales to me. That, that's what he would that's say. Yeah, true. that's a lot of water. In what? Talking Noah's about. story has a lot of water. Oh, yeah. That's what. Definitely a lot of water, right. So um, I, 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 want, I just want to put out there that these things that sound like fi- fairy tales, if, mm-hmm. if, if you, what I learned later on in life is like, that the Bible's really written in code, oh, and we okay. have to really delve in to get the deeper meanings and put a lot of energy in to understand it on a deeper level. Um, so, so, but if there was I, a God and he wrote this code for people, wouldn't he want it to be easily interpreted? Why would he make it so difficult to interpret? Right, great question. So it is understandable on that level for children and children's Bible stories. Children can get... So children like, can understand it, but adults can't. Children... No, children oh, hi, Breaka. We actually have uh, somebody just called in. Uh, hi, who's this? Hey. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is John. Yeah, this is John. Do you have the mo- money you owe me? Who's this? Frankie. Um, please don't call here, Frankie. I'm in the middle of an interview. I'm gonna break your legs, motherfucker, if you don't get No, me no, money. you're not. No, because it's a free country, and I don't need to pay you money. You're that, you're that fucking libtard. I, I know don't you are. Don't curse I know you are, on my gonna, radio show. Hello? Can you go now? How about hanging up the phone? I'm in the middle of something. I want that fucking money I lent you, motherfucker. I'm not giving you any money because it's a free country. You gotta fucking pay back. I, I lent it to you, and yeah. I had guys. All right, I'm hanging up now. Because I had three you black guys. Bye. I and they're gonna. No, black what? black guys love me. No, not my black guys. My black guys are gonna fucking kill you. My black guys, your black guys love me, and my black, guys, black guys. I, I have tons of black guys. guys. I have tons of black friends. Black you guys. obviously don't, cause you're a drug dealer and an asshole. And you borrowed the money and, and didn't return it. Nope. Lies. All right, Breaka, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Where they can find me on um, on Amazon. Um, it's spelled, my first name is B-R-A-C-H-A. And my last name is Get, G-O-E-T-Z. And, and if you want to meet my books, you could go there and, and see them all. Anybody that's interested, not not being forced, not being pushed, if you want to look at them, All you right. could visit that. All right. Thank you, Brega. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was good. We captured the whole time. <laughs> now we're fucked.
<laughs> oh my god wow uh, <laughs> USA God I love that, that, that had me, what did you say USA is us like that had me it's fucking USA is us up. oh my god that was good that was fun I don't know like at one point she, she like called us out but then was like I don't know if this is real or yeah, not that's how good we are <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> we'll be back. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next, next week. week. And uh, yeah, happy um, Halloween. Next yes. week we'll be here. Yes, be exciting. Halloween Eve. All right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a crappy weekend. Hope your house burns down. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to SoundCloud.com/slash/FatMolesRadio. Hush your face, is coming straight to your ears A podcast network that's changing gears Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat A family of pods that are bringing the heat There ain't no stopping us Keep coming back to us sick ass pods That'll make you hush www.hushyourface www.hushyourface www.hushyourface.com www.hushyourface.com